Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again. Here he is. And I do the horns. You're the one yelling, Jimmy. Yeehaw! Let's have some maple syrup. Oh, man. See? I know what I'm doing and I know how to catch it. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Did yes, welcome to the program, episode 2814 of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. As And as if on cue, the neighbor's dog uh, goes bananas the second uh, that we uh, uh, say, let's uh, I get three, two, dog bark. Hello, everybody. It's definitely so your that, voice, that, right? I mean, there's no question at, at this point that it is It the, has to be. It, it, it's probably in the backyard, nice and casual, nice and calm. <laughs> and then it hears a voice. It thinks something's going on. Yeah. Uh, little does it know, nothing is going on. It's right. There can't be less going on than this program. And um, I've never even seen, I don't, I don't think I've even seen this dog, this uh, this this new dog of theirs. Uh, hmm. Uh, I think when they go on a walk, they go the opposite direction. So I never see them go past our house. Hmm. So I've never seen this little doggy. Oh, that's not true. I saw it when they first got it. So I don't, I don't know what it looks like now. I know it was very tiny at the time. It sounds gigantic. And I gigantic. don't know a lot about dogs. They don't shrink. <laughs> no. It <laughs> sounds like a German shepherd for, through through your microphone into my headphones. That's what I'm picturing. I uh, I don't know anything about dogs. Uh, it does have an armband with a swastika on it. Does that help at all? Does that? Could be a classic German shepherd or maybe a Doberman. Uh, again, I don't, I, I don't know anything about dogs. I just know a, this a French thing. Vichy. Boy, even the dog stopped. Even the dog asked you on that. that. Literally, the dog stopped barking the second you said that joke. All right, well, we found the solution. We just, oh, come on. That wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. But I love the fact that the dog was going yeah. nuts until you spoke. And then it just went, nope, <laughs> nope. There's no question they're going to be icing this dickhead. Very good. I'm in on this. So just before we start recording every day, we should just have Elliot make a bad joke. Get it sure. out. Get, first, get it out of your system before we start. And then that'll make the dog stop. Then we can do our uh, show. Who made the dog stop? Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> who made the dog stop? Anyway, welcome to the program, everybody. That's uh, what we're talking about here today. We're talking about dogs. We're talking about uh, feces and uh, whatever the hell else. Uh, Elliot, I don't know what he said. I didn't even hear him. I just was so uh, uh, curious as to why it was happening at all. That uh, uh, French, what did you say? French what? French Vichy. Isn't that the, uh, wasn't Vichy. that the French, uh, the folks who uh, liked the Germans in World War II? You know what? I mean, I, I don't know. That's that was the, know, that was one of the many problems with my ability to appreciate that joke is I <laughs> I didn't know I, what you meant. I think it's a deep dive in WW2 that sure. uh, only Elliot Hopeberg can do. And uh, I'm out after Schindler's List is my is, that's all I know. I know that. And then yeah. weirdly, I've never seen it. Is that true? You've never seen yeah. that movie? I've never. I'm, I'm aware of it. That's in black and white, I guess. You've never seen it either, Garen? No, it's, the, it's wow. Steven Spielberg is like one of my 
probably my favorite director, and I have not seen that movie. I don't know why. It's insane. I was living alone in Valley Village, California, not too far from you, Garen Cockrell, not too far from where the 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt, makes his home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I might have had a 13-inch television, maybe a 9, no, 19, I had a 19-inch television. I went to the Odyssey video and I said, I'm going to rent a couple of movies because I like you can get, you know, I think it was Dollar Tuesday or something. I got Schindler's List. This is way after the fact. Uh, I'd heard uh, for years how, how great Schindler's List was. Uh, watch whatever stupid movie I watched first. And then maybe at one o'clock in the morning, I said, uh, hey, I'll start Schindler's List. And then uh, uh, when I get sleepy, um, I'll, uh, I'll watch it again. To, I'll, I'll pick it up tomorrow. And I believe at five o'clock in the morning, I finally went to sleep. Uh, because you can't take your eyes off of it. It, wow. it is. Yeah. And again, this is on a 19 inch TV, <laughs> uh, sad little speaker, you know, a two inch speaker, <laughs> right. uh, not even stereo, not even stereo. Exactly. Just, but just a great movie, just a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how could Garen, how could you say he's your favorite director? And you I, haven't said that's like me saying Chicago is my favorite band, but I've never heard Chicago eight. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know why I don't have an explanation. I don't know. I've, looked at it more times than i can count and said okay it's time to watch this and i just i just haven't done it i don't i don't know why it's now, full disclosure bananas. i have never listened to chicago 8 so that is uh, <laughs> wow uh and that and, and by the way I, I, after we had jimmy panko on last week i did listen to it and it turns out it is roses <laughs> oh no it's not old days at all it is roses oh you go owe that guy an apology i i'd like to find him one day matt and sit him down first of all i punch him right in the fucking face that's the first thing i do <laughs> Yeah, and then I say uh, I apologize uh, so that I can continue this bit and then report back to my three uh, partners in crime at uh, the program. Uh, Garen, how old were you in uh, 1993? I would have been 13. Okay, is that when that came out? 93? I think so. Wow. Yeah, I mean that was a crazy year. He 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 directed Jurassic Park and Schindler's List back to back, and they both came out in the same year. And uh, I'm sure you saw Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> like in the theater? I, I did. Did you That'd see in the a theater? Very weird double feature. Very weird double feature. Yeah. And and also it started the trend of him doing what a lot of like high level uh, A-list directors do, which is like, I'm going to do one for them and one for me kind of thing. You're like, I'm going to make a popcorn movie, f- you know, to like keep the... Uh, keep the money rolling in and then i'm gonna go make my like art movie and the money kept rolling in that isn't that the thing you guys wish i would stop singing isn't that the one <laughs> what i don't even know what that is <laughs> i I, is there, I don't isn't there something on this program some th- 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 thing from Bavita that you guys uh, say I, I sing way too often isn't that where's that here in the house when's this, <laughs> when this conversation happen <laughs> that might be that might be a danielle thing because i don't even recognize that my yeah. apologies then I, I i i only interrupted for the bit and you had the, now, you had such apply a to this program you had such a proud look on your face like oh my god they're gonna love this they're gonna love here it comes here it comes and i was just like i i don't even know where that song comes from it must, again, it. it must be here it must be internal here at the uh, the pardo canning household yeah all right well anyway uh so yeah spielberg then made a, a few okay movies that were supposed to be like oscar prestige type movies like amistad and and a few okay popcorn movies. i feel like both versions like he, he kind of went downhill from that point where it was just like uh okay well now i'm gonna make lincoln no thank you okay well then now i'm oh, gonna I like lincoln i thought I lincoln too. was good oh okay never mind then I, I honestly didn't see it but it just seemed like it didn't get the same acclaim that some well of it didn't no it, but it wasn't it was nominated for best picture wasn't it wasn't best I, Daniel Day Lewis? I think it got some nominations but didn't win best picture or best director as far could, as i remember could it be that 
Schindler's List was supposed to be like this niche thing that nobody would really pay attention to. But then it was huge. And so from then on, anytime he did a niche thing, it also like there was that same I, expectation. I think there is. Yeah. I don't know that it was supposed to be a niche thing. I think when like the most successful director in the world makes anything, people are going to pay attention to it. But it definitely at the time felt like, oh, OK, he wants his Oscar now. Like this is it. <laughs> and he got it. And <laughs> like it worked. So it was, by all means, continue using that formula. And but, by the way, deserve it. it uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but I'm trying to think of other. Well, War Horse, I think, was like later on. No, but then there was like that. some some popcorn movies that didn't work as well either. And they've just, I don't know, it's just diminishing returns. I thought Hook was great. <laughs> I think that was before Schindler's List. Uh, uh, but yeah, was. there was... there was. Wait, was it? It was like 89 maybe or something. No, it, was, it, was, it wasn't that early because I was on the road when I saw it. So it had to be either 92 90, or 94 is my guess. I'm going to say 91. I think it's, it's before Jurassic Park, right. if I'm not mistaken. Bear with me as I scroll. 91. Boy, I'm trying to think the club I was working. I didn't think I'd be working that club at that early in my road work. That's why I'm confused by this. I, I want to say it was in Omaha, yeah, Nebraska. I can only place it as like pre-Jurassic Park. That's my recollection. God, I hate IMDb right now. Why did you just type in hook? <laughs> because I wanted to see it. It's It was 91. Matt was right. Just before, two years before Jurassic Park. Yeah, okay. I, I, maybe I'm just a little salty because I had to sit through Tintin. Is that is that really what's happening here? <laughs> I sat through Tintin. I doubt anyone else did. Uh, it's I atrocious. loved that movie. What? Tintin the cartoon? The 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 like CG animated like motion the motion the capture. It. it was fun. Yeah. There are a lot of movies you could watch. So, you know, some people like some of them. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I like I can't you can't argue taste, but I can argue that Spielberg's your favorite director and you've seen Tintin, but not Schindler's List. Why, <laughs> haven't you seen, why have you not seen that, Garen? In all seriousness, why is this I, not I, a movie that you've. I don't know. I is like it the time. Is it? The, I know. I know that you're very tight on time. Your schedule is very full. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I do not have an explanation. I don't have a problem with dark, sad movies. I don't. Why don't you, I don't why, think why you watch it tonight? I don't like. Watch it tonight. What's what's stopping you from just watching it tonight? Yeah, nothing. I'll do it. Do it. You're no, gonna love. Uh, isn't there some sort of American Idol tonight though, Garen? That you're excited oh, I about? Don't watch that. No, I know you don't, Garen. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like I think I'll watch it tonight. I, there's like directors that I've been like, oh, that's my favorite director, but I haven't seen all their movies. Like I haven't seen every Scorsese movie by a long shot and i don't know why that is like i love spike lee but i haven't seen every spike lee movie even when i was like obsessed with spike lee i refused to watch school days and i don't know why i just for some reason i can't like you would think i would be like a completist about these kinds of things but you tend I'm, to be a completist yeah but i'm just lazy on that particular maybe it's just the i i like the idea of having one like having there's still something out there for me uh, until they get canceled, and then I can't watch the movies anymore. <laughs> like Woody yeah, Allen, so you got to you got to get to it. Before it's <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Yeah, it's like Eric down. Clapton. You got to listen to his music before uh, he <laughs> runs his mouth. It's, uh, <laughs> what did he do? What happened? I, I, I'm just bits and pieces. Where he's one of these idiots that claims the vaccine uh, can kill you. Uh, oh boy, is he old he, enough he, to have Alzheimer's? Him and Ben. He's got some. He's got some underlying issue where his hands cramp up, 
And oh. so it happened to it happened to happen the day as well that he got the vaccine. So he's like, oh, yeah, I got the vaccine. My hands cramped up. It's like, well, that ever happened before. It has happened before. Yes. <laughs> well, then it has to do with it. You fucking dumb old man. <laughs> or go to your doctor and have them tell you what they think. It's uh, and again, I'm, I'm completely paraphrasing the story, but it's pretty it's pretty yeah, I, I don't know if it's even close to what I just said. They call him slow hand. <laughs> Maybe that's, they, it, you're just you're taking slow hand and you're just trying to <laughs> retrofit what the story I'm was. Just uh, but he was trending today because he was. Oh, okay. uh, and then experts had to come out and say Mo- it's safe for most people. Obviously, there's, you know, like any va- like any vaccine, you know, <sighs> and any, have any drug of, at all. You could take any aspirin and you might be the one person who never took aspirin. And then you had a bad reaction because that's you're the one hundred percent true. Elliot, 100% true. So, uh, so shut up, Slohan. Shut up. And, you know what? This is the time where you shut up and play that fucking guitar. You know, stay in your lane. This is, uh, by the way, we had a great time. My buddy Ricky and I went to the Costco over the weekend, and uh, we had a great time, man. We made some kids oh. look so fucking dumb. Oh, I, you saw, got that vi- I saw that video. so fucking dumb. I, I, uh, wait, what? You saw the video? Yeah. Ricky Ricky recorded it. Oh, Ricky was recorded. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Schroeds. Yeah. We made this kid look so fucking dumb, Ricky and I. Oh my god, it was great. I wish I knew stupid. what you were talking about. I, I did not see this video. Oh, there's oh. a video of Rick Schroeder. Uh, he went to Costco and is being the you know they won't they won't let me in because I won't they I don't want to wear my mask and uh, you know and it's like well it's the L.A. law, uh, not the TV show. It's the Los Angeles <laughs> law. We're following that. We're following the. Uh, it's also the court, uh, this particular Costco's rules because we're in L.A. County. And he's like, no, you guys lifted the mask mandate. I'm going in. I want my refund. I, I, I insist everybody get a refund for their membership. Here's your uh, refund, sir. Because they're not letting us uh, be free Americans. It's like, here's your sir. refund, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's your refund. Yeah, here's he, you get your refund. Then he, like he, he loses every step of that thing <laughs> and still thinks he wins. Like, oh, dear Lord. God, he's uh, such an idiot. And he was great on NYPD Blue. He was great on it. It's such a right. And he was great in the in the champ. He, he was he's a good actor. The kid, mm. but he's fucking nuts. So stupid. Uh, right. Elliot, to answer your question, I think Van Morrison is also one of those. <laughs> oh no, he is. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. no question that he is. Yeah. He's got a whole album. Oh really? Yeah, his his old recent album is uh, hey, basically it should be uh, Hey, I'm nuts and I don't believe in science. <laughs> oh. I think should be the name of it. Guess who's on it? <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, they're friends. These two are friends. They sit around. <laughs> yeah. And, and, by the way, they, they, these guys are afraid of needles. Didn't they do heroin for 20 <laughs> fucking years of their lives? I'm not putting anything I don't know about in my system. You did heroin for 20 fucking years. <laughs> for this years. thing that I bought off the street. That's okay. <laughs> exactly. That some guy palmed me, uh, palmed to me uh, yeah. in uh, Omaha, Nebraska once. Mopardo was saying hook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a guy uh, did some black tar. It doesn't but, even have to be here to do this. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be an injection. Like it, people smoke things. They take pills that they don't know where they came from. All these crazy things you're putting in your body. Uh, but you draw the line at the uh, <laughs> vaccine that was studied for a year. Doesn't make sense doesn't make any sense at all speaking of directors by the way we went to see um over the weekend we went to see uh the latest by jim jarmusch and uh i don't even know what that means i just think that guy's name is fun to say <laughs> it is uh, i was very surprised though i was like How, we what? went to see uh at the drive-in we went to see psycho at the uh oh wow the drive-in that's cool and uh that uh, uh even though i said to oliver it's uh, not scary it's not scary at all boy that's not gonna scare you at all uh turns out it scared him 
So uh, it's it's uh, it's creepy. It's definitely disturbing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It okay. was good. It was uh, you know I I have not seen it in forty something years, forty five years maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, saw it as a young maybe in high school, maybe even seventh or eighth grade. Like after I saw Halloween, I think I would that started seeing horror films on a regular basis, and I'm sure yeah. my mom was one of the many that was like. Well, the best of all time is Psycho. You got to see Psycho. And, um, you know, the downside for somebody like Oliver is he's seen so many, you know, uh, parodies, parodies right. of it mm. yeah. that, you know, you know, the ending, you know, the yeah, sure. it's not even the ending, by the way. It's a, well, that's the crazy part is at the time. I'm sure you guys have heard the the thing about how um, like they, they turned it into a, a marketing thing where Hitchcock was like, no one will be allowed into the theater once the movie starts, which w- at the time was great. I don't, uh, there's a, I was reading this thing about how people used to just walk into movies whenever the fuck they felt like it. And they would just like, didn't care if it was the middle of the movie, they would just go in and like, Oh, okay, here, this is what, this is what this is. And sometimes they would then just sit there and stay for the beginning of the next showing. If they wanted to see the beginning, the part they missed, but psycho kind of changed that because he was like, no one like they, he, like they made the theaters basically close the doors and the ushers weren't allowed to let anyone in because they didn't want that part to be spoiled. You know, it's like, it was revolutionary at the time to be like Janet Lee in psycho. And then she murdered 30 minutes into the movie or whatever it is. It's crazy early into the movie that she's it is murdered. Crazy early. I forgot how early it was. Yeah. Like, so when I, I looked at the clock, I'm like, what, did I misunderstand how long this has been running? Like, why is this yeah. happening already? <laughs> yeah. But like, imagine the the surprise of that. It's like, oh. it, I, I think only, I mean, like there's a few movies, you know, Sixth Sense is one of those famous twist movies that I remember seeing opening weekend and being like mind blown. Uh, but that's way towards the end. But it's, no the, way it's, out a, it's a twist one. at the end. Yeah. Like I can't think of a movie that just, there, there is one <laughs> stupid movie and it's it's pale, it pales in comparison, but it, uh, I think it was called Executive Decision. Is that the one with, oh, yeah. with Kurt Russell <laughs> God, and like so bad. Steve, Is it Steven Seagal? Yeah. <laughs> is, is he, I don't want to spoiler alert if you haven't seen really. Executive Decision. <laughs> is, is that the right title? Am I getting? I feel like it's you have wrong. got it a hundred percent correct. Yes. So like, is, so it isn't like it's like Van Damme and Seagal and Kurt Russell are all in it. I think maybe not Van Damme. Mm. There, there's no, like a, it's Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. Okay, th- th- but there's other people in it that are notable people. But anyway, the whole thing is there's like a plane's been hijacked and they they're gonna fly up underneath it and try to like basically go from one plane to another plane in midair to like to stop the terrorists for stop the the hijacking. And so they have this team. They they assemble this crack team. And Seagal fucking dies like right away. And it's so it's great because it's unexpected, but it's also funny because it's it's Seagal. And it's just like right. it's enjoyable that that happens. But that uh, the only time he's ever died in a movie. Is that possible? That's a great point. Yeah, maybe figuratively or literally. <laughs> um, I don't know how to answer that really question. Bad movies is my point. That he but, probably but liter- I, no, I got that, but I was thinking if I said if, if, if we all got it, yeah. But I was trying to figure out because because he didn't die literally, but he died literarily. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I I, I broke. I broke with that question. <laughs> oh Jesus! The, I thought the dog was coming through my window. Okay. Acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! Oh, I thought the dog was attacking. That's how bad that 
nightmare was that we just had to live through. Oh, that's my Lord. fault. I'm sorry. Please apologize to the dog for me. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. And I can't confirm now it is a Nazi dog. I can't, I, I can't <laughs> confirm now that I see the, yeah. uh, the, uh, oh, yeah. that it's, uh, that it's have wearing. a tiny little mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little stash. That would give it away. Um, anyway, check out she, executive decision after you watch Schindler's right. list. <laughs> check out, check did you mention Elliot? What was the one? Did you mention no way out? Is that what you mentioned? The, yeah, uh, no way out was that, the Kevin uh, Costner movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a boy, great movie. Good. Yeah, it is. I don't know that I, I agree see with that. that. I feel like I think I, it might be his best movie. I think that that, that might be my favorite is, Kevin Costner. Is movie. that the one with that character? The best is Madeline Stowe in that. Sounds possible. Is it? Or is, is it, it Sean Young? Or th- oh, it's Sean Young. What am I thinking of then? There's some movie with Kevin Costner and Madeline Stowe, I think. I don't know. You ever see that Tin Cup? You ever see that one? That's <laughs> yeah, got that sure. uh, I like Rene Russo in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, The forever 50 years old, no matter how old she was, <laughs> Renee Russo. Yeah. yeah. A, a at very 20, she was 50. 50. At yeah. 70, she's at 50. You know how else is like that? Diane Lane. Yes. I feel like Diane Lane looked 40 for 40 years. 40. She's, she was always 40. <laughs> Renee Russo was always 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, no matter if they were young or if they've surpassed it. Yeah, exactly. F- forever that age. Yeah. Boy, Diane Lane's great in that movie with the Richard Gere. What, what's the name of that movie? The uh, uh, She Takes a Lover. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, is it called The takes Lover? Takes a Lover. I <laughs> love that phrase. You like that? What's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, what is that phrase. called? It's so Whoop, hang on, I'm getting an important text from my wife that apparently is a uh, fun uh, license plate uh, piece of humor. Let's see if. Uh, uh, oh my God! What's it? What's it? It, it is a. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, what well, we were speaking pr- uh, prior to this about uh, documentaries, we were speaking about mm-hmm. documentaries. Oh, hold on. Uh, prior to uh, us coming out, that's enough, Matt. It's not. We're not going to play that theme into docs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is a license plate uh, for, of, of Nexium. Somebody from Nexium. Oh. Whoa! Wow. Driving in front of uh, Danielle. Still, huh? They're still rocking the Nexium. <laughs> interesting, and it's and it's an interesting choice of plate, in that it's got the fake gold chain around the as uh, the uh, the license plate holder. Mm. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the frame said something about Nexium. So it's a vanity plate, and the vanity plate says N X I U M. Uh, I'm not going to give the exact um, license plate, but uh, why not? <laughs> We're not there. <laughs> Uh, what's that? Why not? We, we we don't know anything else about this car or where it is or. Um, I don't know. Is that is that is, I don't know if that's legal. Can you do that? Can you? Is it Nexium it's, rules? It's Are public information. <laughs> can you blast? All right. Well, when they drive uh, around, we can see it with our eyeballs. It is N X. Yeah, you're right. N X I V M. N X. Oh, that's yeah. legit. Yeah. And then the next three space, spaces are blank. So they do it. It's all the way to the left. Huh. Oh, I don't know. What does do that. that mean? Special? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it, it, it's NXIVM space space space. Or you know just what it probably is? Is it's a married couple, and the let's say the husband is the one who's the member. The wife is not, and she's like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. You're driving. It's going to be on your it's side. On your side of the car, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know if I've ever seen that. Like a, a left a justified never, I, left. I've seen it centered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you, you can see? do it because I think I've seen maybe like a like a two or three character one where they did that I've, all the way to the left. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive. And I look, I've had several custom plates because I'm that asshole. But uh, you can you can you can do that. You can yeah, set you, it up any way you want. Right. Now, now that I think is I, I have messed around with the website and you can basically make any of the slots that you want mm-hmm. blank. Yep. Um, yeah. Wow. So that person. They're prob- still in. Well, or is it just like they're like, I can't. It's my license plate. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't have enough money to switch it. <laughs> yeah, like it's a uh, hassle. I can tell to you that it, it. Uh, their plates will expire in uh, December. The uh, the tags. Mm-hmm. 
Now, now, is there any other information? It's obviously it's a California plate. Do we know what kind of California plate? And do we know the make and model of vehicle? Well, that oh, I can see that. I feel I like that's a, getting very, into very crispy, crispily and clearly. I could see what car is. Kind of is car it expensive or cheap vehicle? It's an expensive car. Okay. Is it a expensive, gold vehicle? It, it, it's an expensive <laughs> SUV. Mm-hmm. Ah, all right. Is it the? Is that dude in jail yet? He's in jail now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in jail. Oh yeah, for yeah. the rest of his life. What if it's yeah, wow. um. What's her name? The actress. Lady. Allie McKay. Or, no, that's our friend. Allie McKay's our friend. Uh, <laughs> Allie Mack. Not, Allie, oh, wow. It could be Allie Mack. No, she's it is a, Allie Mack, right? She, she's in jail, too, I think, isn't she? I don't think she is. I think she's uh, got the, uh, oh, the ankle really? bracelet at home. Oh, okay. And I think she lives with her mom and dad during this, uh, during uh, awaiting whatever is next for her. It's amazing that I watched two whole documentary series about this and didn't learn any of that. Like, that's maybe wait. Like, I, this is my message for all documentarians maybe wait until the thing happens before you consider your project complete because <laughs> it's well, very well, frustrating that was, our, that was our complaint at the time right yes it was like and then especially when they say they're going to do a season two it's like we got it yeah well i just watched what did i just watch um that was very good but it was one of those ones where i was like Wow. Uh, please don't don't go any further if it's the if it's the art robbery one we we are uh two episodes in so please do not uh, okay I, yeah i don't remember say anyway. anything more about that yeah it's that um but yeah it's always just I, I i feel like at this point they should have to put a label on things where like warning this documentary does not have a resolution <laughs> oh you know you know which one really didn't was the um the one about the uh, they, they 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 killed his mom or whatever it was that that one the uh, the guy oh uh, I didn't watch that one promoting so much the one that was on a beach or something or what was the the title had something to do with it like the the address or something yeah it was like the address something something beach driver or whatever but they, that one has no resolution. It's like just again, like to your point, wait another seven months. <laughs> right. Wait we'll, seven more months. We, let's see if something happens here. We're cool Murder to at not beach. That's it. Yeah, like we're cool to not know. Uh, and to not watch this for another year if that's what it takes <laughs> um and i thought that one was good i thought that was a uh, that was well i remember done, you but, saying uh, it was good yeah but uh, yeah no resolution and, th- and that was where like hbo had like three or four docs in a row where they uh had no resolution the maybe with what? the idea of we'll then we'll do a second season of it like that's the i i'm not going i'm not going to watch that second season i'm saying this now and you guys have to hold me to it it's like uh you know Mm-mm. it's like a i'm not dr- holding you anything a drug watch what you want to watch no no i remember I, this conversation I, because i feel like when it actually comes on i might be like well maybe i'll see but that second season of the vow i know they're making and but i don't want to fall into their trap again listen i feel the same way as you but the second that there's a cult documentary on the uh, on my television i'm in yeah I'm in. Maybe though, because to me, like a documentary, like the whole idea of it is you give all the information that you that you have without a plan of a future version of it, because you've you've done all your research and now you're creating your documentary. Like maybe it should be called something else when it's a like an ongoing investigation thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's an investigative series. But I think a lot of times a documentary filmmaker will start working on something and they'll just work on it for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and uh, they may not have a an end. Like a, a it, it's you're right. It is two different things. There's definitely the thing where like we're going to tell this story that is a full story that it's over, and now the, we're the gonna, best that we know. Yeah, and then there's the ones that are like, what's going on here? And then they just start making it, and sometimes they take ten years, and sometimes they're just like, well, this is gonna sell, so we have to just. 
put an artificial endpoint on. Although I will say that the vow, at least he did go to prison, you know. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, but but was that in the movie? I don't know if that was that part was in the. It, it was because remember the la- I remember the the la- the last part of the last episode was him. They were talking to him on the phone from prison. Oh, that's right. You're 100 yeah. percent right. They were talking to him a lot from uh, from jail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what could uh, they even do for a season two of that? That's it. We don't. There's nothing else. Well, we remember the, the Rio story can, will now be told. It was something along those lines of. Yeah. Now the real story uh, happens or something. I don't really remember because I also mix it up with the the other better one that was on stars or whatever that that sort of was more straightforward about like so here are the crimes that he committed (laughs) (laughs) whereas the other one was very mushy about that which i I gotta say i I don't i don't trust those filmmakers of the vow i don't i think i think that's the biggest problem right don't you think yes well i don't trust i don't trust them as filmmakers and also as part of the story in other words like they've demonstrated an untrustworthiness by the way they've presented the story Mm -hmm. so why would i then go in again and spend you yeah. know, six to eight hours with them. Yeah. But also, well, I yeah. just got a text message. Uh, Elliot. I do know that season two will involve my wife being a part of them. So that is, <laughs> oh, uh, so she, she uh, knocked on the window and or was, uh, it, was that her yeah, car? <laughs> I, I suggested she keep back from that vehicle and she said, but I feel so drawn in. So I can only assume that she is now part of, uh, I, I like that. You were like, Oh, the text actually reads, honey, finally got my new plates. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, I love uh, the idea of Danielle just walking up and knocking on that window and being like, you know what? I saw that documentary. I am in. Let's go. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> Take me to the headquarters. Yep. Say no more. You're right. You lead the way. My car will follow. Buffalo bound. <laughs> what a joy. Hey, speaking of. Uh, it was Albany. Not Belfany, Albany bound. Sorry. Albany what's bound. the uh, what's the story about the maybe we talked about it last week. The. Uh, the guy that uh, was uh, driving his self-driving uh, Tesla, but he oh, sat in the asshole? back seat. And then he, he went <laughs> he to jail. He did it again? For, yeah, he then did he did it again. again. And then yeah. he did it a third time, I want to say. I don't know about that. I do know that you interrupted me three times in the middle of one second. So there, that, maybe that was the three you were thinking about. Maybe that, was that the three? Maybe that was it. It's the magic number. I was very excited about this story. because right, very good. We, yes. uh, I'll accept that. Uh, so, what, what, Elliot, the story is what? The guy was... He he would he would treat his self-driving Tesla like it was a chauffeur. Is that the premise? Yep. yep. So he would get into the back seat, and there's footage of him doing it. And then he got arrested, and then he used a friend of his car to do it, who also had a Tesla. And then I think he bought another one because no, he's a rich right, so asshole. So yeah, he did. He bought he bought another Tesla so he could do it. Yep. Because he just wanted to. I don't know. He just who's he, he winning? Who's he beating in this? Who, who's, what there's idiot. a quote I wish I could remember about like that. You know he's an asshole because of this quote. Uh, I, I, I feel I don't, safer I think for buying three Teslas. Uh, that's yeah. uh, you got three he's, Tesla money. He's twenty five years old. Wow, and he's, he's buying three Teslas. What's what, Bitcoin too, guy? Too, too you got all this money? Is he a game a GameStop guy? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this guy getting his dough? I don't know. He's he's of Indian origin, they say, which is a weird way to say that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's, you know, I don't know that it matters. Yeah, a 25-year-old Indian origin man named Param Sharma. What, what, what? That's such a weird phrase. Just say he's Indian. If he's from India, just say he's Indian. Yeah. Or maybe he was born here, in which case he's not. But again, why is that then, important then don't the don't bring it up. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Talk to Mint. Uh, so here's, here's one quote. I have unlimited money to blow on Teslas. If you take away my Tesla, I will get another Tesla. That's how it works. Parm. What the hell, what? man? So 
but what about jail? Like, can't they just put him in jail at some point? <laughs> they well, did he's the first rich. time, and then, and then he got out of jail and bought another Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's Matt, you're, you're apparently ignoring the fact that he's of Indian descent. <laughs> you're ignoring I apologize. That Indian origin. I, I already forgot. Uh, but I, it, it's also weird that he that they took his car away and didn't give it back. Like, I, all of this is strange to me. Well, it's still impounded, one imagines, because he probably is on bail. Yeah, but, but can't you get your car back when you... I mean, if you're if you get pulled over and something and you there's a warrant for your arrest or something you have a, a drugs or some unlicensed weapon and they arrest you they impound the car but they don't own the car you can get the car back they don't right your- but it depends because because of the crime that he committed the car is evidence yeah, yeah okay so they keep it for yeah. as long as that case is well, I would love him to keep doing this because all that's going to happen is all the, there's going to be all these very cheap Teslas at police auctions for people to buy. Right. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. Uh, and by the way, I know all, the, uh, all of this about impounding and stuff from uh, Murder, She Wrote. That's how I know all of this. And by the way, Matt, I know that you said that, the, uh, that you started watching Murder, She Wrote and you found it very boring. Yeah. Uh, I will agree that season one is a little sluggish and then it finds its footing and it's great. Oh, so you're like deep in now. Oh, I'm in uh, season three. Oh my god! Um, and it's uh, it, it was it was it was touch and go there for a while, but uh, yeah. now right. it's uh, I look forward to watching it every night before I go to bed. Maybe I should jump ahead because I was I was very disappointed in the murder and the mystery parts of it. I was like, this is not a good mystery. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, the mysteries got better too. Like they yeah. finally figured out. Like there, there's been a couple of this in this past week that I didn't I couldn't figure it out. Well, that but. I felt like the early ones you couldn't figure out, but it wasn't because they were clever. It was just because you didn't give us the information that we would have right. needed to get there's this. Some of those, there, there, there are some of those. Yeah, that, that just is, that's just annoying to me. Uh, the one last night was, uh, I, I literally went, I, I got mad at it early on. I went, well, it's the fucking assistant. <laughs> and then it couldn't have been farther from the assistant. And when they revealed who it was, it was like, yeah. didn't see it coming. That's the thing. Like they, The ones I watched, they would put a red herring in, but they wouldn't give you the clue to figure out the real thing so right. you'd be like well all, all of all i have information wise is this and so it must be that person They're like nope that was a red herring I'm like is that a red herring if you didn't give us the real thing right <laughs> jerks it's uh it's good it's, the fun part too is just like just like it's a different era but just like colombo or mcleod it's fun watching all the guest stars yes uh pop and uh my friend nancy gran who's on general hospital uh who used to come up a lot on the show when i was addition to that program <laughs> Um, and she hosted that GH now thing that I did, uh, for them. Uh, she pops up not once, but twice in the first two seasons Wow! as two different characters. Nice. And, uh, the first one, I think she, I, I'm curious to ask, I, I'm wondering, it might be her first job in, in town. Like it's oh, literally wow. uh, two lines at the most, maybe uh-huh. even one line. Huh? Um, and then, uh, and then Tom Dreesen showed up in one recently. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, 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 uh, uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I like it. Where Where do you watch it? I watch it right in my living room. It's very comfortable. I'm, I, I lay on the couch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. Prone position. Yeah, just like the old days, like the family gathering around. The That's den. exactly right. Yeah. Come on, children. Let's go. Lansbury's on. Um, <laughs> Lans- uh, I watch it on um, it's Prime, on- Amazon Prime. Ah, Is it? Oh, okay. uh, but it's through IMDb. So there's commercials. There are commercials. And, um, That's annoying. No, but I was watching. I was watching a commercial free. I thought it was on Hulu or something. It, it was, and now th- oh, they then, took it off. Uh, oh, is it on? Is it on HBO Max? And I, 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 I think Apple it TV. might be on, on something that does not have commercials. I think. I thought. 
I would I've been trying to watch because, it. Because uh, now the only upside of that is when the commercials come, you could check your email or something like that if you don't want. But you know, I'm mm-hmm. not getting a lot of emails at midnight. So I, it's so stupid. I I pay for commercial free Hulu, but I don't pay for commercial free Peacock. For some reason, I've just drawn the line. Like I cannot do it. I won't do anything more. <laughs> and uh, and so every time I watch something on Peacock, I'm like, ah, this is how much more is it on Peacock to get rid of the commercials? I don't even know. It's on Peacock actually. What is Murder She Wrote? Oh, okay, that's where I was watching it. Oh, but I don't. There weren't commercials when I was watching it, though. Maybe I feel like there's some things on Peacock that just don't put commercials on because they're like, who cares? This is old and stupid. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to uh, revisit. I'm going to uh, check it out on Peacock then, if it's commercial free over there. Get yeah. through, I'd like to get through those uh, four minutes faster. Yeah, do it. They feel long, right? Because the pacing is slower. Pacing is slow. Pacing yeah. is sluggish. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but it's uh, you know it's a good. Watch before you go to sleep. Show it's uh, mm-hmm. it's good for that. And, and uh, weren't hour yes, longs weren't hour longs longer in the that that eighties? Right? I think there might have been. Yeah, like the yeah. commercial breaks were shorter. Probably. I forget what when Dick Van Dyke was on Conan. He point he he was bragging about how great Carl Reiner and his staff were because they had to write twenty eight minute shows or whatever because there was only two minutes commercials back in those days and so like they were wow. you know, much longer and. Uh, maybe it was even 29 minutes. I forget what number he used, but it was like, yeah. and remember, this is back in the day where there weren't, you know, six, you know, eight minutes of commercials. It was only like a minute and a half of commercial or something like that. Yeah. What he said, but uh, that was the, the great Dick Van Dyke. There was some some concern over Dick Van Dyke, about Dick Van Dyke over the weekend. Oh, boy. Hmm. Uh, that uh, I think uh, one of those where people thought he had passed away. Oh, no. And, uh, well, I mean, I it's, it's going to happen someday. He's 103, I think, right? Is he? Uh, How uh, old is he? Uh, He's pretty old. What ninety six to be exact? Is that right? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, and and to that point, Angela Lansbury, I believe, turns ninety six this year. So wow, wait, she's still alive? Yes, huh. I was uh, surprised as you are. <laughs> I did not know that. And believe it or not, looks younger than she did on the TV show. <laughs> that does <laughs> not surprise. She's another one. She, by the way, she. There's another one. Always looks sixty five years old. Yes. Well, it was all that. Well, jo- it was all the jogging she did on the show, Jimmy. That kept her young. She, man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they ram that jogging down your throat where it's, it's obvious that she uh, okay okay angela you're off camera start jogging in now and then she jogs in in a way that nobody's it ever jogged so nobody, nobody jogs in that yeah. in that in that pace right in, in that form none of it she looks like a person who had to be taught how to jog for the role <laughs> that's 100 like and, and, and it's in her contract i'm not doing more than eight steps right. i'm not jogging more than yeah. eight steps so she's jog- frame it properly jogging under duress <laughs> this is not convincing whatsoever uh, that's uh, the name of my uh, new cd by the way once i get uh, live jogging under duress will be mm. the name of my new live <laughs> cd i will record my new live cd while i'm out jogging uh, a mile at a time so it's going to be okay. uh 10 minutes at a time is how i'm going to do these uh and is the CDs. is the crowd just going to be in one of those like trolley type things like yeah going in front of you so they can hear uh yeah <laughs> it's gonna be one of those bikes where everybody pedals at once <laughs> right it's go. gonna be one of those uh but i and then i run alongside mm-hmm. and uh they're gonna be mic'd up of course certainly yeah sure. well, uh, hopefully yeah. i have to uh gather each and every day uh but again just one a mile at a time so 10 minutes at a spot mm-hmm. and uh so we'll get that uh, we'll get that cd well it's just a week we'll get it done in a week 
Yeah, I mean, and uh, you're you. I think uh, most people uh, enjoy you in ten minute spurts. You know, the the longer form, uh, maybe uh, not what they're looking for for from a Jimmy Parker. You know what? This is the one time that I will not allow this joke <laughs> uh, because it's completely false. So there's it's the it's, it's, it's the exact I'm opposite. Te- I'm not good in ten minutes. Right. I, I you you need a longer time to yeah yeah appreciate my bullshit. Yeah, the TV set. It's like they're they're like they're not yet on board with your bullshit five minutes in <laughs> they need more than five minutes to to get you what's going on you're looking around like you have uh you know what i was just looking i was just uh, concerned about our guest and so i was looking i did get i just received an email so i was seeing is that gotcha. related and it is not so i apologize for okay. uh, my eyes darting about as it was no i, I was also because uh, we are at that time where uh, the guest should be here but yeah it's um I'll say it concerning. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, I think it's now time to reveal our guest was supposed to be Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> and um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, how oh, curse boy. acts fast. How old is he, Garen? Did you look that up? He's 95. 95. 95. Will he be 96 wow. this year, Garen? That When's is his question. birthday? Let's find out. I must be right about my guess of 96. <laughs> it's very important that I be right. Uh, while we're waiting for for Garen, when you when you talked about the Angela Lansbury jogging thing, it reminds me of a YouTube series that I've watched called Pushing Up Roses, where she does analyses of the various um, uh, murder murders she wrote. Oh yeah, she's hilarious, and she definitely pointed that out at one point in one of the in one of the episodes. Oh wait, so Angela Lansbury herself does the? No 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 no. There's a la- There's a young. There's a young lady. I see. Does a it's thing her web series. Up. Correct. Does, and and one of the things she does is a, she has a series where she talks about. Uh, murder she wrote as well as uh, some 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 video games mystery video games and stuff like that it's fun speaking of web series we uh we were watching alan partridge uh which is on the bbc but uh it's not available here in the states yet so somebody's uploaded them to season two up to youtube uh season two of uh, this time with alan partridge and uh, uh it also recommends um uh, Jimmy's records and tapes and uh, the jimmy panko uh clip so if you're watching alan partridge those are the two things it also recommends that probably is just because of your account. I would imagine. <laughs> I don't watch any of that stuff, so I don't know why it, it, yeah. it recommended that. It's very strange. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Garen, what do you got? Dick Van Dyke's birthday is December 13th, 1925. So he will be 96 in December. Mm-hmm. That's me knocking on wood right there. Yeah, this is all very dangerous for us to be talking about an old man. And I think when, when's Lansbury, and then we'll take a break. When's Lansbury's uh, birthday? <laughs> Well, she because she, she may also be ninety six this year. Hmm. She October sixteenth, turning ninety six. Wow! Boy, oh boy, wow. it's a big a big year for uh, diagnosis murder. She wrote. Look at that. Back <laughs> hey. about that. Wow, that was like a before and after clue on uh, Jeopardy. Uh, all right. Well, listen. All of our concern about our guest is for naught. Uh, she has just arrived in the waiting room. Uh, I know Matt will also mention this in the plugs, but uh, don't forget that this. Um, Friday, I'm doing a uh, one of my the the uh, uh, one of the last live flapper shows that I'll be doing. Um, I just can't. I don't know how long they can continue. I don't know uh, with things opening up. I think on the last episode in the plugs, I was like, "Yep, uh, Jimmy's going to be at Flapper is the 21st, and uh, I think he's just going to keep doing this residency. It's going really great." Like I didn't know that. I don't know why I said it. I just well, like, I don't. Well, but here's the thing, Matt. They're scheduled through. Uh, I've got one in, scheduled in June and May, June and July. Yeah. Uh, but then, but the second that we did that, then they go, yeah, things are going to be opening up. Everybody go back out. Take off your masks. Go, uh, you know, everybody start fucking to the streets. And then <laughs> here I am on my Zoom going, hey, anybody got a question for me? <laughs> no, you guys are all out. You know, so 
as, as long as people keep showing up, I'll do it. Because there is the thing of, at some point, the Zoom shows are going to be uh, done. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the extra, not the subscription ones that we do here. That's all part of the package. But um, like the flapper style, those will be done because they're going to be focused on running their club mm-hmm. and not on that. Um, but to the people that live in New Finland, or if they live in Alaska or whatever, and they join the uh, Australia, they join these Zooms, maybe it's still fun for them. And, and I hope it is because, you know, yeah. I enjoy doing them. Yeah. But I, I, I predict can, that, that these clubs are going to have, they're, they're still going to do those periodically because it's just a new way to reach people that they could just couldn't reach. Well, I think what they're going to end up doing, uh, Elliot, to that point is they're, uh, they're going to start streaming the actual show. Yeah, sure. Uh, from that the showroom. Yep. Uh, if they're not already doing that. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right, Starly Kind is joining us. We'll take a uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We got Oliver's trivia question, of course. Maybe we'll do a couple of stupid questions. Who knows what's on the uh, on the agenda? But Starly will be joining us, and we'll do that right after this. I'm going to pronounce this properly. Ernin, Ernin, E A R N I N is pronounced Ernin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want it clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let, let, let's all right, let's go with your premise. Mm-hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earn in. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. Ear in. Yeah, see? You're... <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What do we got? A hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. Super easy to set a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. That's and I. I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. Yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Not Funny logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why is that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the T-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. 
Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2814. Uh, of the uh, of the program, I just got distracted by a piece of paper towel, and uh, so that's a that's a good start to this segment. Bringing our guest in, and I, I'm kidding, like a kitty cat with yarn. I was like, "Well, what's this doing here?" And then I started futzing with it uh, as if I've never uh, seen a paper towel before. Then I felt bad. Do I mention that I use paper towel? Will I be judged by people that I still use paper towel? You know what I do. I use paper towel. I like it. My wife prefers a paper napkin, or I'm sorry, a cloth napkin. She prefers a towel. She prefers all of that stuff. I still, from time to time, prefer, if I'm eating an apple or something like that, I prefer a paper towel as opposed to a cloth napkin. So that's what that was. I had a nice half apple uh, before. Uh, I also, I'm also standing on a half apple right now. Oh, wow. Uh, so that I'm, uh, yeah, I want to be a half inch taller than I am uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, while uh, we do this program. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, welcome to the program. Starley Kine is joining us. Starley, if you don't, uh, are not aware uh, of her, she has the podcast called Election Profit Makers, uh, along with uh, David Reese and John Kimball, I want to say are the two names. Uh, Starley, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Thank you. There we go. There's Starley. Thank you for joining us. Okay, wait. Uh, wait, I, I stepped on. Zoom was not my friend. I stepped on what oh. you said. Your thoughts on paper towels? I use so many paper towels. And um, I feel like the lesson from the pandemic was we love paper towels. We're not getting rid. We're not we're not giving them up. And I don't think anyone emerged from the pandemic thinking. I don't think anyone emerged using um <laughs> Think, thinking they're going to use cloth napkins. Like, I don't feel like they switched over. Um, yeah. I, I, again, in this house, my wife would have it no other way than if we all used cloth. I think we even tried cloth diapers for a week and a half when Oliver was born 13 years ago. And that sucks. That's a nightmare. I know you think you're great for doing it, all you people that use cloth diapers. But uh, nope. No. <laughs> Awful. Mess. Disaster. And it's the same with the cloth napkin. I don't need to be pushing my food around. I want to, uh, I want to be soaking it up uh, with bounty which of course is the quicker picker upper um starley is uh, are you in new york starley is that where you're located i'm in los angeles at the moment but we'll be in new york soon where where are you well i'm in uh i'm in the baldwin hills area of los angeles Mm. what area of uh los angeles are you in i can tell you're in la because i like the white light of los angeles um (laughs) i'm in silver lake okay uh and when you say you're gonna be bad so uh, I, I, I guess do you do you have two different homes? Are you staying with somebody here? Do you stay with somebody in New uh, York? Is it my business at all? <laughs> my I have a home here, an apartment here, but I came from New York and I will probably return to New York. I see. Well, I have to I feel just, it out. I just assumed you were in New York. I don't know why. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have a you have a a New York vibe to you. Also, yeah. I want to say here's the other reason, and this is behind the scenes. The uh, the publicist for your podcast uh, handles all New York podcasts. Uh, uh, Josh Gondelman, our friends from Ruined. Um, uh, oh, there's another one. So and, and she's great. Heidi's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so I just assumed because of that, uh, that you were a uh, version of our publicist. Jess has a bunch yeah. of L.A. podcasts. I assumed it was that. Our the production company is in New York and. My soul is in New York, so I feel like 
she's like my soul's publicist. Okay. So she handles all the bookings for that. Yeah. That makes much sense. Yeah. That, that's ghost related. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I get it. I, I may not know how souls work, but I got it. I want to assume it's ghost and Art yeah. Bell related in that sort of way. A ghost is just a, a soul of a dead person. That's uh, yeah. Common, yeah. common knowledge. Uh, yeah. Do you know our friend? Do you know uh, Allie McKay, who hosts uh, uh, a cup of tea and a chat with Bean, Bean and, and Allie? Uh, her house is uh, is haunted. Her uh, mm. and she literally think they. Yeah. She has a little nickname for it. They call they call the ghost Ghosty. Very you know, a very creative nickname. Mm-hmm. What kind of? Sorry. Oh my Jesus a, Christ! Is that my neighbor's new, dog? Is my neighbor's dog over there? <laughs> Do we need to tell a joke? Do we need to tell a joke? <laughs> That's a new a new puppy. Oh, oh boy. What kind of dog is it? What kind of little puppy? He just found his voice. He's a mutt. Uh, he is a cocker spaniel border collie chihuahua mix, but I'm hoping he's not going to be like any of those. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm hoping they all cancel each other out. Uh, how long have you had said, uh, said canine? Uh, I've had him three months. Three months, two or three, three months. He's five months. He was born on New Year's. Oh, wow. Day. Wow. Oh, that's a happy wow. New Year Baby. to this yeah. little doggy. And, uh, what, yeah. what, and, and by the way, if anybody wants to come over to Bald- the Baldwin Hills area of uh, Los Angeles and kick me in the balls for saying said canine, feel free to do so. Because <laughs> what an awful sentence that was. Jesus, you pretentious <laughs> prick. Uh, how, how old is said canine? Shut up. Uh, what, is the, uh, what, is, what is said canine's name, Starly? I'm having a hard time deciding. Oh, you're three months names. in. You make a decision. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's a. It's, I I have to blame it. I I think I think it might be pandemic related. It's really hard to name things <laughs> when you're on pause. I can't. I feel like I I know people have had babies, and I'm sure they've given those babies names. But I guarantee they probably have had. They've had this thought that it's hard to name during this time, but they've had to do it. They they've got the pressure to name. I don't. Yeah. I have. I, I do have pressure. People really want to give me to give this puppy a name, but um, I don't feel that much internal pressure. Uh, I should tell you that uh, just so that you know, there's no pressure here from me. I don't care if you ever name the dog. I don't <laughs> care you. if you go the rest of this, your and this dog's life with no name. Uh, I'm fine with it. Thank but, you. But to get his attention, I mean, what are you? What are you saying? I call him puppy or guy. Hey, guy. Hey, Come guy. here, guy. Those, um, may, those may end up being people, the dog's name. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, and then people are like, is that his name? Because they really need, <laughs> they need a name so badly. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's hmm. obviously not his name. Have you not heard that word before? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you considered naming, naming, naming him Guy Fietti? I think that's a, a solid dog name. Here's the problem. My, I have an older dog, and he's got a great name. And I knew his name before. I, wow. I knew what I would name him before I got him when I went looking for a dog i was like it's got to match this name and it's so good and and i and it feels so right that i feel i'm having second dog name um it's like it's second novel second first. album you know like yeah right uh is there a reason why you're refusing to give us that first dog's name it seems like you danced <laughs> no, all I'm, around it started <laughs> no i would never refuse to give that first dog's name i love that i'm so it's my proudest achievement his name is O papa oh papa yeah oh, it's good right i mean it's oh, it's 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 fine it, i think we were all okay, expecting a little okay. more we were expecting <laughs> Carol, like, Papa. you really built it up i think that was the problem i i don't think any of us expected that to be the response to be honest yeah that's what's so good about it you were expecting like a name 
Opa, and, then, I mean, and then it's oh papa it throws you off if you were to see, if you see him with the name it really it really makes sense you're kind of saying it a little bit wrong it's supposed to be a little bit more oh, mournful so, sorry oh papa <laughs> oh see? papa oh yeah. papa <laughs> so, so what, what is kind of making it italian what's what's the oh, origin oh papa <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, oh, what papa. where did you come up with the the name oh, oh papa <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> it's from it's such. I was reading the book The Road by Corinth McCarthy, and mm. I really couldn't stop thinking about it. And the little boy, during three very sad moments, says, "Oh, Papa," oh, instead of gosh. just "Papa." And then I kept. And then I just knew. I know it sounds. See, it really does all make sense, <laughs> and it is a really great name. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Garen's in is a guy who's he's got a, a full menagerie over there. Oh yeah. Uh, menage, menagerie, menage, menage. Nicki Minaj. He's got Nicki Minaj is at his apartment, and um, uh, she will not leave. <laughs> she will not scram. <laughs> um, what? Uh, Starley is all. She's writing on Search Party, which is why mm -hmm. I assume that you're here in the Los Angeles area at the uh, at one of your uh, many homes. Um, uh, and uh, are, so, are you guys writing uh, remotely? Are you going into an office? How have you guys been doing it, Starley? We did. We just did finish the fifth season room, and it was on Zoom. Mm. Uh, which, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it really is. Uh, yeah. Um, I've also I worked on Search Party all five seasons that have existed or will exist at, up until now, and um, it was really a strange way to end or to. I'm not sure if the show is ending, but I, it, it was a strange way to after five five seasons in to do it on Zoom felt like when we ended at the last day, we were just signing off and uh, we were so fatigued from the Zoom by the end. It really, yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Right. Yeah. Bye. Bleep. Okay. Bleep. All right. How do I find the button here? But yeah. hey, this well, is five years of bye, click and, yeah. and meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the staggered sign leaving. Right. Um, no drinks. No, and uh, Sarah, uh, are you being murdered by that dog? <laughs> is there a chance that that dog is trying to take your life at the moment? It seems to kind be... of feel that way sometimes with a puppy. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, uh, well, I'm, um, concerned about, I'm concerned about guy. It's yeah. uh, it's too <laughs> it's too bad that that dog wasn't a, a female because you you could have named her Oh Mama and oh, that wow. would have been a perfect yeah I mean it's been suggested also Oh Puppy's been suggested Oh Puppy oh I like Oh Puppy yeah, yeah I, knew, I, knew, I knew you guys would but not, it's, not, it's not happening <laughs> uh, well, well listen I'm not married to it I just uh, I said I said one sentence I like it uh, yeah. I, I, I I I didn't start a uh, uh, a petition I couldn't think of it it's not a GoFundMe what the hell what's no. the fuck oh. is the yeah. what's the uh, Kickstarter Kick, Kickstarter yeah. No, no, no. No, it's mm -hmm. not even Kickstarter. What's, what's the name of the petition? Change.org. Change.org. Oh, change. 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 Thank you. Should I name the puppy Change.org? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. That would, that would surprise people. They would not be expecting it. <laughs> that would be uh, may, maybe more uh, d d shocking than uh, Oh Papa. I think it might be. And I know that I keep making it like he's a, a leprechaun. I recognize <laughs> that's not how I'm supposed to say it. Uh, uh, I, I'm also thinking of Tom Papa, which is uh, the, uh, the comedian problematic yeah. for me in this dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know I don't who Tom know. Papa is. Oh, Tom's a very funny comedian. Very funny comedian. Sorry, uh, Tom. Tom Papa. That I, I'm sorry to Tom that I said that. Okay. You can't know everybody, Starly? Yeah. I've been in isolation for a year. Who knows who I know? <laughs> um, you know what? He might be right outside your house right now. I, 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 don't know where, I don't know where Tom lives. He might be a, a, a Los Angeles guy. 
Mm. Well, she's at so Water Village. I probably pass him by every day. Pass by him every day. He is a member of the Proud Boys, so he could be an Atwater. <laughs> so that's uh, no. that's very possible. Yeah, it's not fair to him. <laughs> What's not that? That's not fair to him. <laughs> well, it's, it's not true. It's one hundred percent not true. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's only unfair if it is true. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, it's a defamation of character if it's not true. I guess yeah, is what I'm saying. It's a joke if it's not true. <laughs> yeah. Is that the last um, thing that happened before the pandemic? The Proud Boys and it, at, Atwater. It was it right. It was very it feels, close to that. Feels like a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, I can feel my brain like dusting off that reference. How are you, Starley? How are you getting by in this time without our our, our great president Donald Trump? Do you, do you miss him like we do? Um, I it is. I, I I don't miss him. It is weird how gone he is. Mm. I, I I reflect on that often. Like, if I did miss him, how would I get in touch with him? <laughs> well, he's got that blog. Isn't he doing That's, that blog that we're supposed to changing yeah. the Internet? Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I like that. He's I do like that. He's got a blog because I feel like blogs. There was every once in a while people are people kind of float the idea that blogs and Tumblr should come back. Um, and it, and I, if he managed to bring blogs back, that would be an accomplishment. <laughs> Make blogs great again. That's yeah. his, uh, that's a yeah. slogan for 2021, 22. Yeah. Uh, he does have a rally. Is it this week, his first rally back or is it next week? I don't wow. know. When. That, yeah, that I, dickhead's going to go out and, uh, other waterheads are going <laughs> to cheer for his appearance. What the yeah. F? Uh, wow. Cause once the rallies start, they're not going to stop. So I didn't, I thought we had a little bit more time. Yeah. It uh, uh, somebody did, I know this is the obvious, but somebody tweeted out the, the over the weekend of um, how they love that they don't know Joe Biden's lawyer's name. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's exactly right. That's exactly what how it's yeah. supposed to be. We're not supposed to know any of that. It's supposed to just be easy. Brief. And then they, somebody was uh, some uh, uh, right wing nut job was was uh, bragging about how MSNBC's ratings have dropped without Trump. It's like. Right. We don't have to watch every second now because things are calm or at least calmer. And also Fox's ratings have dropped, too. So, yeah, that that's like saying like, oh, the my my um, the the baby cam ratings are really down now that my child is 14 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you don't have to watch it every night. (laughs) Am I supposed to turn off that baby cam now that my hour's 13? Yeah. yeah, Is it creepy that I uh, still have a camera in this room? You could probably even just sell it on eBay. You don't need it at all. Um, I'll probably just bring it over to the Goodwill because selling it on eBay seems like a big hassle. Doesn't <laughs> bring it to Goodwill. Um, you know what? At the one, at the one that uh, near my house, Starley, to, to your point, the guy. Every time we show up with something, and by the way, the most recent thing we showed up with was a fifty-five inch television, a beautiful television. Uh, he acted like it was the biggest inconvenience. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're not taking any more hard goods. God, don't give us a hard good. <laughs> you know, we're doing just soft goods today, and I went. I'm giving you a beautiful television. Ah, put it over there then. <laughs> like he, he wanted your paper towels. Yeah, oh, those are soft goods. He likes the soft goods. Yeah. <laughs> you will never take our paper towels, sir. Oh, no. Yeah, they're fussy. They can be fussy. They uh, th- this fella is very what what is that? It's a TV, sir. What do you think it is? They probably just assume that anyone giving a TV to Goodwill, like that it's junk and doesn't work. I think you're you're probably right. But once I said it, he goes, and then he, he asked if it worked. I said it does work. Uh, and then he, you would have thought, I, honestly, I expected streamers to come down because like, what a great guy this guy is for bringing a TV here and not trying to sell it. Instead, it was put it over there and get back in your car and get out of here. <laughs> you need to put it on the free section. That's when you get the people who are excited about everything. 
That's a good point. I could have done that. Yeah. But then I have those people coming to my home and I can't have that, Starley. No, no, no. You you put it you have to put it somewhere that's far enough away from your home so they can't track you down. Gotcha. But and then you take a picture and you list it and then you run. <laughs> you flee because they they are because they get they want everything. <laughs> they get excited about hangers. They get excited about you could just you could have just put you could have cut off the plug and just left it there and then listed it for free and they would come and get it. <laughs> so you just can't have that, to know where you live. To that but point, Starley, yeah. I was at a uh, at a convention for the band Kiss thirty years ago, twenty something years ago, and there was one empty table. And we were joking that you could put anything on any of these tables and somebody will buy it. And I literally, there was an empty table and I took one of the cassettes that I had bought. Cassettes were still a thing. Uh, and I put one of the cassettes that I bought on that table. And within a second, three people were over going, what's this one all about? <laughs> it was like, if, if, literally, any, you put anything there, they're going to go, that's something special. And they want in on it. Yeah. And like, and so, and so like the mentality that the guy at the Goodwill had where this must not work if this guy's bringing it all the way here, if, it's the opposite mentality when it's a free thing. Like it becomes mm. the most precious treasure. Right. And, uh, well, yeah, but then that's the, then I, well, you know what? I, I, you're right. That's less of a hassle. I could have just walked it around the corner, left it somewhere, come and get it. It's all a hassle. You just have to put the hierarchy of, you've got to make a chart of which is the biggest hassle to the least hassle. Hassle chart. You recommend a hassle chart. <laughs> hierarchy of hassle. That's that guy from Baywatch, right? Isn't it? Hassel chart? Yeah. David Hasselchart. I never watched the show. I don't know the people's names. You don't have a TV. <laughs> Your TV is old enough to it only plays Baywatch. It, uh, I, uh, I have a TV. It's just over at the Goodwill right now being stared at. <laughs> what do we do with that thing? Why would somebody put that giant paperweight in here? Works wonderfully, sir. You plug it in. You'll see. Uh, that said, we did forget to bring the remote. We did forget to bring the remote. I was going to no. ask you about the remote. That's a key thing. Like That really separates when you're just putting junk somewhere and when you actually are like, no, it's this is worth owning. It's like if you have that together, people know you're serious and you failed. Uh, that's that's why he gave you that dirty look. I, we Maybe. did. We did. I did bring the remote by a, a day and a half later. Okay. I brought the remote over there and same response. What's this? <laughs> Remember me? I'm the guy that brought the television that uh, nobody seemed to care about. It's uh, about 14 feet away from us right now. Uh, this will pair nicely with that TV. <laughs> Put it in the hard goods. <laughs> okay. Did he separate them? Uh, does he separate uh, the remote and TV? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He treated it like uh, children at the border. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Boom. Like yeah. We all, that was <laughs> timely. That was very bracing. edgy. Yeah. Very edgy <laughs> program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bracing very joke. Edgy. I think there's a new policy on that, though. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, you know what? I, I stopped following politics uh, uh, on the 7th of January. Is anything mm -hmm. going on? <laughs> <laughs> that joke works better if I say the 5th of January. Yeah. I went the wrong way. I went the wrong <laughs> way from the 6th to make that joke work. I'm a failure. Guys, I got to go. I got to go. Real-time punch up. Uh, right. That's how you punch it up. That's how you do it. She's mm -hmm. from the writer's room. She knows. Uh, now, if people first. don't know Starly, here's how Matt and I first, and this is how I first le learned of Starly. And Starly, I know you're sick of talking about this, but... Uh, it was early on in the podcast world too. Like podcasting was just taking off and uh, this American life was one of the few, one of the podcasts that were out there. Now, of course, everything has a podcast. And the, uh, the one that went around was the one called the breakup where mm -hmm. it was a young lady who uh, was going through a breakup and then wanted to write a song about it. 
and through friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, uh, Phil Collins found out about it, and then they talked on the telephone, and I said, hey, I booked Starly Kine uh, for the show, and Matt Bonap goes, uh, you know Starly Kine. She's that girl from the breakup episode of This American <laughs> Life. I went, I did not know that. <laughs> so it all comes together. Starly, why? And I know, I know you're sick of talking about this because it's been years. Walk everybody through that because it really is. That was a, an amazing episode to listen to, and it's an amazing story in general. And it wasn't even, it was even before podcasts. It was a oh. radio story. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. It was a radio oh. story about a young girl. And now there's, and now, and now we're this many years later and it's podcasts. <laughs> uh, it, so the story was, uh, I, my boyfriend broke up with me and I was very sad, truly so sad. And when we were together, we had listened to Phil Collins, all that we'd gone through a big Phil Collins phase we were listening to it all the time, him all the time. And then when he broke up with me in the midst of it, I said, how could you just walk away? <laughs> like it came out. I wasn't even meaning to quote, like it had, I had internalized it and I felt it <laughs> so strongly. And it was the only thing to express what was happening in the moment. And then afterwards I just went through a, I, all I, I just went through a big wallowing time where I was just listening to the saddest songs I could find. And that was the only thing that made me feel normal. And, um, and then I decided I needed to write a breakup song to get over him. And I really meant it. Like I did not know how to get over him and I did not know how to feel better. And I, and so then, and I didn't know how to write, I never, I don't know anything about music. And so I um, sought out, the advice of Phil Collins to help me figure out how to write the breakup, um, so a breakup song. And I got to him. It wasn't even a, fr it was a, the, the person who put me in touch with Phil Collins was my friend, Anthony, who also had the same name as my boyfriend who broke up with me. And, and I later, I heard that Phil Collins was confused at first when I, when he heard the story and he was like, Oh, I thought it was, why, why is this yeah. guy reaching out? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, um, my friend, Anthony, who shot the behind the scenes, footage of the Genesis reunion tour. Oh. And I just really, I really, I've always really liked that detail because he was so, like he and Phil Collins struck up a friendship on this reunion tour and, it, and, and Phil Collins really liked him. And so he was a perfect person to get to Phil Collins. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I wrote him an email saying I was really, really sad. And, and would he talk to me? And he said, yes. And he we, and we and I called him up and we had this great conversation and he was the biggest mensch. I love him so much, um, and he he was really helpful. And I wrote a song and I played it for him. He liked it, <laughs> and uh, yeah. My Have you spoken to him since then? I've never. I've not. I've emailed him. We've emailed. Um, what was so great about Phil Collins is. He didn't even, I believe he didn't even know This American Life. Like, he didn't do it for any reason. That story became really popular, and a lot, I've heard people, they, he's, he's just so great in it, and people he love is. him so much in it. And um, everything he says is so sincere. He's so sweet. He talks about his own divorce and his own heartbreak and how he writes songs, and it's just wonderful. But he didn't do it for any like, image reason at all. He just he really did get an email from a sad girl who said, I need your help. And he said, okay. Right. I think that it is the best. Um, uh, but I've, we've, we've corresponded. There was a, <laughs> I remember there was a, um, 
like, uh, I, I would write him emails and I, I was always shy. Like I went, whenever I talked to someone, I never try to like voice myself on them. Like I'm never like, we have to talk all the time or anything, but I know that there was at some point he was on, um, Jesse Thorne's show, mm-hmm. uh, sure. podcaster. And I ran into Jesse once and he said he had, ta- he had mentioned me to Phil Collins and Phil Collins said, she's a really nice girl. I love that story. Um, and I sometimes get emails about her subletting her apartment. And it turned out that I had, I used to send out like a mass email when I'd be like, I'm going out of town. My <laughs> I kept him on the list. Phil's got to get those. <laughs> gotta get not, he was hearing from me much more than I thought. Right. And, and he didn't block you is, is, he didn't is block the amazing me. part of it. Yeah. And I thought I'd been like setting my bound, you know, respecting boundaries. And it turned out every few months he was just, and he liked that too. He said that was, <laughs> I think he said something like, yeah, I hear she's going out of town for the summer. <laughs> like, he's summer. keeping up, keeping tabs. <laughs> yeah. Just another, just another friend of Starley's. Did yeah. you, Starley? Uh, wait, and I, yeah. I, I don't shut up about this. I, I, yeah. I like Phil Collins and I like Genesis. I'm not the biggest fan of theirs, uh, but I did go see Phil Collins. Uh, I guess it's two years ago now when he came to the forum, yeah. and uh, I had never seen them live. Never seen Genesis live. Never seen Phil Collins live. And it is, uh, I've seen hundreds, uh, not even close to a thousand concerts in my lifetime. It's in my top 10. It jumped into my top 10. That's how great this show was at the forum. Um, did you go see that? Since you had started this friendship, have you been to see him in concert? And have you met him and chatted with him and said, hi, I'm Starley, and uh, do you need a place to stay because my apartment is <laughs> Well, the thing, I get so, I, I get, I, get I, I feel so grateful for him not just the story, just he was so, so nice to me. I think he is so truly great that I almost afterwards was like, I, I don't, I, I would, I, I felt overwhelmed at the idea of how much I liked him that even I, I, I had planned to go see him. And I think I, I never put, I never actually went to see him because I think I was just worried that if I did, I would feel such big feelings. So I already felt such big feelings listening to his music and right. talking to him. And um, it almost didn't seem possible that I could have more of it. it I, find, uh, I just found it, I find him very, very generous as a, as a person. Well, of course, yeah. he called you. I, 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 but you don't have to give this information, but is it phil at philcollins.com? Is that how I would reach out to him? And again, you don't have to answer it, that. It, it, it's not far off. Oh, dot .org. I think it's dot .org, guys. Yeah, I, he's a nonprofit. I also think people, I feel like people agree to do interviews a lot, and especially now podcasts. Like there's, it's, 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 it, it happens all the time. But what I mean generous, it's also just that what, how open he was. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like, it's he he just laid it all out there and met me in, at such a level of wanting to help that I found that's what I found so striking it and it is great to listen to so I, I recommend everybody to go back if, if you're not familiar with this and I think everybody is at this point because it, it was so it's a while ago but it's still great to talk about it uh go back and listen to it because I remember I Matt told me about it and then I listened to it on the plane 
and uh, just enjoyed the hell out of it. And just uh, then said, I'm all in on this American life from here on out. And I think I listened to one more after that. <laughs> yeah. went, well, they're not. This isn't tickling me the way that the last one did. And that one had something I cared about. It's like uh, it's like Opapa, the name Opapa. Like I set the bar too high. And then you know what you did. That's yeah. twice that you've set the bar too high. And, uh, Ira Glass could only let me down after the uh, wonderful uh, breakup episode, which is uh, it. it you know, I talk. I I had a horrible breakup back in 1994. Uh, that was just the same deal. Where I did nothing but listen to sad music nonstop, and and I got into country music, and it was 90s country music because it was like, you know, before he went nuts. Toby Keith gets me. Travis Tritt gets me. They know what I'm going through. Um, and I had gone through my 80s Phil Collins phase. So when I went through that breakup in '94, I was not in a Phil Collins state of mind. But had I been. Oh boy, that would have, uh, he, boy, he ticks all those boxes, doesn't he? He really. It, it makes you feel the exact right amount of pain. <laughs> Big pop pain is just, is it just really hits the spot. Um, and now even like I was, someone did a cover, you know, someone heard the story recently and then, and she did a cover on Instagram and she tagged me. Someone that I, 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 I knew a little bit. And then I was watching her cover and I was feeling the feelings again that I felt then. And I really feel like it's a, it's like a totem. Like I can, t I can hear the song and I can be brought back to exactly how I felt right. at that time. And I, and I, and, and a lot of the story was what Phil Collins says to me is that I want to hold on to it. Like that. I actually, I don't want to let the pain go, which is, I don't want to get over it because it, I, it's, I, I'm feeling something so big. And I, and I like now that it's been, now that I'm away from the breakup and I can't, I don't feel that way on every day of my life, but I can still access it if I need to. Right. Um, I, I think we can, I, my, my song for that is a song called What Was by Steve Perry, uh, which was a B-side that it eventually landed on its greatest hits uh, plus five album. But it's that song, What Was, and which I think it's right in the word. We can never, we can never change what was. And so it's like, that's the, if I'm ever in the mood to like, you know what? I want to know how I felt in October of 1994. I put that song on and I am there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. such an incredible power that these songs have. Uh, and so who, uh, uh, Carly, uh, Carly, who the fuck is Carly? Starly. I, I wanted to say Phil Collins <laughs> and Starly at the same time. Yeah. And uh, iCarly came out, which is a great show. If anybody hasn't seen <laughs> oh. iCarly, I recommend you watch that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so who is, 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 you went through this Phil Collins phase, uh, but is he your favorite, one of your favorite artists of all time? Or if not, who is? I mean, he definitely is. I, I, I do think he's really great. Like that yes. new, that new time when those kids during the pandemic, when that viral video went around, those two kids who listened to those brothers who listened oh, to yeah. old yeah. songs and yeah. discover it. And then he got, he, he went viral. Like, I'm like, it's the, it's the best. He's so good. Um, I, I feel with music, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I feel like with music, I have to have a personal, I don't, not, not, I don't have a personal relationship. I don't have to talk to everybody who I've ever heard a song from, but um, <laughs> it is, it is, it, he has kind of swallowed others up when I think about my favorites. Do you, do you guys discover new music still? It's hard, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, really at least it is yeah. for me. Uh, the most recent two for me are Dawes and Kesha. Those were the two that mm -hmm. I responded to, which uh, yeah. can't be farther apart. But 
but it's hard, right? Because I'm Greta Van Fleet because they're close to classic rock. That would be yeah. those are the only three though. But I try, but I don't. Yeah, hmm. I try to. It's easier for me with the ones that are like superstars. Like if it's some like Lana Del Rey or something, I'm like, okay, I can. There's no escaping it, and then I can, and then I, it, it, it I end up giving it the time just because it's everywhere, and I want to know. But it feels I can't tell. It seems like a mix of when you getting older and you discover less new music and the time that we're in where it's the way to discover music seems different. Yeah. That's a great way. And Matt, you're a little different because Zoe is 12 years old Yeah, and she's right in the pocket of listening to pop and discovering, discovering new music. Whereas mm-hmm. my 13 year old son uh, is excited about the new sticks album coming out because he's my <laughs> kid. So it's like, I don't, I don't even have him to go, yeah. Hey dad, you should listen to this new thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause he's on board with, you know, the stuff I still listen to. Yeah. But, but, but are the kids finding it harder to find new music? I, that's what is I was going to say. Is, is that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, how much I, of it is? I, I, well, I don't, I only know my kids, but the, I, I feel like they don't, and maybe other kids are different where they're like voracious, <laughs> but she just like latches onto like Taylor Swift and then she'll just listen to almost nothing but Taylor Swift. And that's how I was actually. So maybe it's just a genetic thing, but, but like, I don't, I don't think there is the same mechanism for uh, I, that's what I really miss about the monoculture is like when I was growing up, I felt like there were the, the, the songs on the radio. And to me, cause I would, didn't know any better. That was all there was like. And so I felt like if I listened to American top 40 once a week, I would know everything there was to know mm-hmm. about music. And there, there is no, there's no like unified, uh, anything anymore. It's just like, well, I guess TikTok is kind of for, for a certain generation for, for my daughter's generation, whatever is on TikTok and whatever people are doing dances to, that is what the, the songs are at, at any given oh. moment. But that, but that just cycles through so quickly that it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't think it has, they, they, they don't, she doesn't care who did the song or like right. what else right. they've recorded. Like she has no, she's not like, Oh, I got to get this album. It's just like, no, that's that hook. It's like a 20 second snippet of something. That's the impression I'm feeling. I'm feeling very in touch because this is the impression I, this is how I feel about music. And if, if a 12 year old is also feeling, or 14, she's 14. She's 12. She's 12. Uh, 12. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know if I was, I went one year older or one year younger than 13. Yeah. Like January 5th or January 7th. Um, yeah. I, so that's, that's exactly how I feel. And if, yeah. um, so I guess I'm where she and I have the same music taste. Well, if, yeah, if, if you like, um, what's uh olivia rodrigo i don't know if you know who that is um she was on snl this past weekend mm-hmm. um she's on she's on the tv show high school musical the musical the series and then she wrote a song about her the her co-star on that show breaking up with her for an older for someone who was actually old enough for him to legally date because she was 15 <laughs> or something at the time and uh that song became the biggest hit of the last six months i think um it's called driver's license Wait, and, that's a good song. Yeah. Um, Wait. So that's that. That's where she's at. That's where my daughter's at. It's just like Taylor Swift or um, Olivia Rodrigo. Wait, her torch song is about an older guy breaking up with her to date someone that he was legally able to. <laughs> well, that's what uh, torch songs are about it, now. It, it's, it's it's a little. This the official version of the story is that they weren't dating because she was young and he was a little older than her. And so nothing had really happened, but I, I think she thought that he was waiting for her to, to, to get old enough to date or something. And then he ended up dating uh, someone from 
another Disney TV show. And I can't remember her name. Sabrina but Carpenter. Sabrina Carpenter. Thank you. Um, yeah, she was on Girl Meets World. Um, so anyway, uh, so that's what that song's about. It's about. And then I think every subsequent song she's released is also about that. <laughs> so it's just a very, she hasn't had a lot of life experience to draw from. So it's really just all about this one guy. And now the new season of that show has just started. And it's very awkward to me that they are working together. She's basically blown him up like no one i mean this song could not be bigger for, for that generation it's like everybody knows the song obviously and so they got to go to work and then pretend to you know do these scenes where they're you know they like each other and that just seems very awkward i mean that is the history of that yeah i, I guess like that, that actually probably good that might that probably creates some good 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 tension in the scenes maybe yeah and sparks lots of stuff mm-hmm. it's acting matt that's what the, that's what it, the, 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 they're talented actors and actresses you put it aside when you set you step yeah. on that stage you get in the character and then you forget all about the outside world that's the acting you know when i was on monk let me tell you about that <laughs> oh boy I remember when tony sat me down <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, it's a self- I Jimmy, punk. Jimmy, self-induced yes. boredom. There we go. Hang on, I heard something about Monk. Uh, boy, there's an episode of Monk that I think you're really going to enjoy, Starling. Uh, Which it, one? Um, David Strathern. It's a, the, there's uh, a chess the chess tournament. The chess tournament. Mm-hmm. Chess tournament. Uh, uh, I, I want to say Evan Peters' first acting gig. Oh. I love Evan Peters. Hmm. David Strathern. Is that David Strathern? Is that is is that that is that the actor from Sneakers? Yes. <laughs> Everyone in this actor in this episode is my favorite actor, so I feel that. Well, thank I, you very much. Well, yeah. Thank you, Sterling. Yeah. Thank you. Good job picking the right episode to be in. Well, I was uh, again when I was on set. I spoke to everybody yeah. about it. I said, "Let's let's bring it together for Star. Let's Phil Collins this thing, guys." That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's be gracious. Yeah. Um, I know I'm puncturing this bit by expressing genuine enthusiasm for it, but I, but I, I can't I can't help it. It uh, my it's my son. I think it's my son's favorite show of all time, Monk. I think that uh, wow, it's it's very comforting. Be, it's got to be up there. It's uh, uh, have you gone through that, Starley? I went through the, and I stopped. I'm currently on Murder She Wrote. Uh, yeah. Of all of the uh, the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties detective and or cop shows, have you? Did you go through that binge phase? Yes. Well, I yes, because I. Because then I, because I was for a while solving mysteries, right? And 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 these shows, I feel very much inspired that I've gone. I've I've definitely gone through, watched all those shows. But the one that I've rewatched, the the one that I find comforting to rewatch is Columbo. It's uh, if I I was in early on Columbo, uh, but now this is exciting. We just discovered that Tubi. Uh, has the elusive uh, seasons eight, nine, and ten, which were not available uh, uh, wherever Columbo lived. Only yeah. had seasons one through seven, and then if you got, you can get on DVD the other. Uh, you can get eleven, twelve, thirteen, but these uh, eight, nine, ten elusive, and now Tubi has them, mm. and that's exciting. Are they good? Well, the nineties ones uh, stinkaroo, yeah. man. Those mm-hmm. yeah. uh, those are rough, but these so far we're very happy with season eight. Uh, which I think are from 88 or 89. And um, even my son's like, good. These are, at least these are good. These are, these are like the original. They're not like the 90s because the 90s ones look yeah. like they're shot on a, a porn set and, <laughs> and, and on videotape and just looks awful. He seems checked out. Like they're just, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, it, it's, so I have found, I used to really love watching reruns of TV 
they don't have, there's not really reruns on TV, but they, when, when they were on TV and, um, and I found it so deeply comforting and I know people have their shows. I know there's a certain shows that like, I've never seen the American office. So I know American office is one of the shows that people put on all the time in friends. Um, a little bit different category, but I used to be able to find pretty, put on pretty much any rerun and it would be comforting. And now I find I start to be more aware of like time passing when I watch an old show, not just cause it looks old, but I start to feel like what happened to this actor? What, what did, her, did her life turn out? Okay. Did, did it end in <laughs> sadness? And I, and it, and it really interferes a lot with the viewing experience. So there's mm-hmm. only certain shows that, it started to go from comfort to dread and, <laughs> and, and I test it out. And most of them, I'm like, no, I just, it's not feeling it's, it's, I'm, it's bringing me down. And the Columbo, even though it's so long ago, and even though he's there, everyone on it is most people are not alive anymore. Right. <laughs> he got Alzheimer's in the end, all this stuff that I I'm able, it's so good. And it's, it's the, it's, it's almost like its own, version of a past like it it's mm. such a meticulous world that it creates that it doesn't it kind of takes me it transcends time and still is able to bring me comfort yeah i mm. i agree with all that i 100 yeah. percent agree and, and and to that point it is like we were just talking about that with murder she wrote like with murder she wrote you see the 80s version of those guest lists guest stars whereas columbo yeah. is all the 70s like oh they're uh, uh there's uh oh there's fritz weaver you know you get mm-hmm. uh, you know, seeing all these actors that i grew up watching and then yeah. you relive it through this and uh i don't have that dread though because I, I know they're all dead <laughs> it's not that everyone dies it's more like how what happened in the Aww. journey to that like it, it's 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 awesome it's, it's actually harder for me when people have not died and i'm like but they probably are upset that they're not actors anymore they I, probably they they, they this, this everything the minute this ended it this actually ended up ruining their life because it was when they peaked and they had to live many years not feeling this way i all that now gets incorporated in with a lot of shows um and and it interferes I 100% you know what on the most recent murder she wrote Danielle Brisbois was on it and she's got maybe six lines total and this was like we all in the 80s so she was still working but this might have been to your point maybe one of her last acting gigs yeah and then she disappeared until she you know uh, may or may not have been in the new radicals depending on which whose version of the story you want to hear about that band um but her version is she was in the band his version is yeah i know danielle and um, uh, but it would but it bummed me out uh, uh starling to your point it, in watching that episode it bummed me out because it's like oh she was like a, a working actress who was just was happy to get these five lines and then yeah. didn't work again yeah yeah, yeah, I can't, and I don't want to be thinking about any of this. It's just, it's, I used to, I never used to watch things and think about, even I knew actors played roles, but I didn't think about any of this and something changed. And it was particularly during the pandemic, which was everything had a layer of heaviness to it. So I had to be very careful about what I was dipping into. And the past in general felt strange to me because I was like, everything no one knows what's coming no one knows that this ends in a for everyone it ends in a pandemic <laughs> right and, yeah. no matter what anyone's future is there's a pandemic at the end of it yeah. and so i like would test things and i couldn't watch most of it even the other stuff that other people were watching like a lot of people watched cheers during the pandemic mm. and even that i found it just made me and everyone seems like they're doing great who's on that show now not kirstie alley but there's a, <laughs> most people thrived and i still it felt too past but Columbo. Yeah. 
works. Well, I, I wonder if it's like, because I've had this feeling too. It, it, as a kid, obviously, you're, you don't understand how show business works. And mm-hmm. so you have a fantasy. I, 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 I fantasized about being, you know, working in Hollywood when I was a kid. And now I know what it's like a little bit more. Um, you, you probably more than me because you, you write for a TV show. But once you know the inner workings of it, it's hard to look at something that you used to look at with these like rose colored glasses and go, oh, I bet that actor was upset that they didn't have more lines or that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they maybe they were hoping they were going to be get become recurring but they did never did right. and that's yeah. so yeah. you're like you're, you're you're just going through all those awful things instead of just watching it for what it is which is just supposed yeah. to be escapist entertainment yeah with the co- escapist the coziest entertainment yeah like instead of watching it for a group of friends that i want to be a part of i i see all the yeah mechanics yeah yeah um, uh, yeah. I'm currently reading, um, well, actually, I just finished it last night, the uh, book, uh, Nothing But a Good Time, a story about the uh, 80s Sunset Strip hair metal mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the rise and fall of that. And all the, and, and it's all, uh, we talked about it before. Uh, oh, what's it called, Matt, when it's uh, just interviews? Oh, uh, oral history. Oral history. It's an oral history of, of, of the, again, the rise and fall. And just these band members that, you know, unless you're, motley crew or poison that can go back out on tour and make a living these guys in faster pussycat have day jobs <laughs> and then they will occasionally do the uh, the uh, the one-off at a festival or something but at the end of the day they're just dudes working at a job going hey you want to do something on friday i can't i gotta go to oklahoma and do a gig oh what's that what's the name of your band faster pussycat we were huge for a month and a half back in 1989 like and and huge yeah. yeah, and now they're just dudes. So, like, t- 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 what you're saying, Starly, yeah. reading that book was bumming me out for that reason. Knowing yeah. that these guys are talking about what they're doing, you know, on a tour bus and how they were living life and how they were treated, knowing it's about to all freaking end for them and really just end. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's it it, it is a, there's a lot there's a lot of years left after <laughs> that you that you that you live and that yeah. all have to be accounted for. <laughs> I had that feeling too when I saw Ricky Schroeder yesterday. That Ricky uh, Schroeder, like Charlie, you don't know this. I was with Rick at Costco, and uh, <laughs> we, I, I'm very proud of what we did to make that guy look the fool. Very proud of him. Uh, but go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No, uh, I mean it's just it just was like well, that 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 is like the on the there's a harass the the harass chart and then like the bummer list like of, of of what the past of what your past can lead to like i yesterday when i watched ricky schroeder yelling at the costco guy and then i went when then i looked at the clips and i saw all these other videos he had made i was like what degree of damage am i from having ricky schroeder in my childhood <laughs> what, what did how what what how what where's the trauma where can i locate the trauma and how much did this guy influence me yeah um I don't think you did at all. You seem uh, like you're not going to go and hurt somebody. Do we you? don't know when it could come out. It could come out any second. It could, be, it could be. It could be um, dormant, and then it's just going to burst out. Do you like have Star Galactica? It could get activated. <laughs> the Ricky Schroeder influence. Do you have a tiny uh, train that runs through your living room? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah you're, you're, you're fine. Then you're fine. <laughs> Maybe like in a fugue state, I go and buy a train set yeah. and just like assemble it in my living room like close encounter style. And I look down and I'm just like, and I'm just, and then I just go directly there to Costco. 
<laughs> uh, remember, by the way, that little train set uh, that a guy rode around to, when growing up. That was what rich people did. Yeah, you were right. rich. Well, if, you, if you got a little tiny train for your house, you were rich. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I so then after I looked at Ricky Shorter stuff, I went and looked at YouTube clips of Silver Spoons because I wanted to see. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to be like, what was. I mean, obviously so different than I remember it. So then I, and I had forgotten that the whole premise was that he moves in with this billionaire, this rich, probably not even a billionaire, probably being a millionaire was being the richest person in the world then. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the guy who plays him. Maybe he, that he, I don't know who that guy is, but he seems like he must've been a comedian of the time. I didn't notice adults when I was watching Ricky Silverstone. So (laughs) I didn't even know someone played him. And then I was watching the credits, the opening credits. And I was like, this was the Elon Musk of the, of that time yeah. like this is what they thought elon musk was going to be right he probably modeled himself off of the yeah. goofy's dad with the train set yeah if, if anyone has a train set and going through their living room it's elon musk uh, although yeah. it, his would be like a a tunnel that goes under his house and comes out yes. of his maybe that's inspiration for the tunnels yeah that train set from silver Spoon. yeah oh maybe what, what if we, if he writes a book and that maybe he's already written a book, Elon Musk? But if he ever does, that's yeah, uh, that's his a rosebud chapter about it. I was yeah. in South Africa I mean, and I watched Silver Spoons. I wanted a tiny train in my house, so I knew I'd have to get money to do it. Yeah. Well, because in Arthur, also they have a train set. I think you're right. Like it really yes. was the '80s rich, was the, the, the status symbol. What was the, what was the big <laughs> deal about trains? Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, maybe it's just because, like, for for the people who were like adults then in the early well certainly the 1800s but early 1900s like the train was such a big part of like that's where wealth came from was having a train line or owning a engine or something so like that was that to them that was the pinnacle the way now it would be like a private jet is kind of the thing but for them it's like oh imagine if you had your own train amazing didn't you once own pacific and bno at the same time (laughs) well yeah i don't like to talk about it because it it didn't end well but uh yeah i mean Um, different times if you can't have four bad train companies, you're not going to succeed. That much I do know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need um, I remember growing up, uh, this one family, you know, we grew up very poor, as I've talked about many, many times. But one family that had a pinball set. machine. And we thought, pinball machine, like if you have your own pinball machine, you've yeah. got to be loaded. Yeah. And it was, probably, it was probably a couple hundred bucks, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But it right. still seems so extravagant. You want to come over and play the pinball? Can we? Like it was a big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Living in L.A., my, my feeling is what, what's what's impressive about owning a pinball machine is having room for it. Because, like, if you have enough room for a pinball machine in Los Angeles, you are rich. Not because of the pinball machine, but because of the size of the house that is necessary to put a pinball machine in it. Yeah. And it, well, yeah. And you, or you have a garage or a yard. It just indicates yeah. this other this. Uh, accounted for space it needs to be you just you have you have a spare place that i don't even i don't have anything to do i i have so much room in my house i i need to put a a useless a thing that isn't necessary for anyone that will not get used after the first month of ownership (laughs) yeah it it ends up being a flat surface to lay books on from school that's all it ends up being a a guest bed (laughs) very tiny yeah we'll make up the pinball machine for you um the, by the way, we grow This was a 900 square foot house that we lived in. Yeah. And so the, a person had a pinball machine in a 900 square foot house. So wow. imagine 
That's crazy. They must have used it as a little like, like a, yeah. a little canopy bed, uh, like a like dining room table it or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bananas. I, I, Garen, what's the name of the father? Joel? Is it Joel something? Joel? Hot, not Joel, Joel Hudson. Higgins. Joel Higgins the third or something like that. No, wait. The dad's name in the show is the third, and I think the right. actor's name is Joel Higgins. Joel. Yes. Joel, Joel Higgins. Very nice. Actor um, singer. And I didn't ring any bell, but I was I I could. Looking at this credits yesterday, watching the credit sequence, I was like imagining him against a brick wall. Like he must have been a comedian. <laughs> I don't remember him being a stand-up. I don't yeah. remember him coming from the world of well, comedy. Garrett, what's said- his story? He's a singer. He's an actor oh. singer. He was in Greece. The the he was Vince in the first national tour of Greece. Wow. Uh, he left that to join the pre-Broadway tryout for Shenandoah, uh, and then he was in Soaps. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, yeah, he's no no comedy. Well, good for Joel aside Higgins. from Silver Spoons. Yeah, I don't I don't ever remember seeing him yeah. anywhere else other than and the show. role of Vince. The role of Vince is the is the funny role in Greece. Can anybody here name what character that is? I don't know. Who is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's one of the guys in the background of Grease Lightning. Yeah, I, it's one of the T Birds, right? That's right. got to be Vince. Has to be one of them, or is it Vince Fontaine? Oh, Vince Wasn't Fontaine, it? the 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 TV show host, the who's, TV guy, right? That's that's uh, Vince. Yeah, who runs right. the dance competition? Yeah, uh, Ed Cookie Burns did in the movie. But uh, even though I have not, I don't, I've never heard of this guy again and I don't, and I couldn't remember his face until I saw it. And then I forgot his face after I saw it. He's still doing better than Ricky Schroeder is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He's already yeah. a win. Yeah. Uh, all right. Starley kind of here, but now Matt, it is time for Oliver's trivia question. Let's get to it. Yep. All right, there's the, uh, I'll say the 19 minute version. <laughs> like, of that song. I did it. I, halfway through, I realized I did it again. I played the long version by accident. You there, may need to relabel those. I, I'm uh, going to do that right now. I, I, I know that there is a, a, even there's, there's the shorter version and then there's the shortest version, which I don't even have in here. I need to dig that up too. Cause that one's like five seconds. I think the middle one is what we need that. Uh, although that, that said, I do like the song. I think it's great. And, um, uh, we listen to it here at the house, of course, on the on a loop. Sure. and so we listen to it and dance to it on a regular basis. All right, here is your topic, everybody, uh, for Oliver's trivia question. Remember, that was the premise behind that before that song uh, started. <laughs> the calendar page fell off behind me. Um, here is your topic. Uh, I got to go over to uh, here. Uh, sweet tooth, sweet tooth is your topic. So now, just uh, Jeopardy style, uh, place your bets privately. Mm-hmm. Don't reveal your bets. Until I ask for it. Sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. Sounds like it might be candy related. Maybe dessert related. Maybe it's cakes or candies or cupcakes. Pies. Could be pies. Rum. What? Rum and and, uh, molasses. No. You showing off? What are you doing? (laughs) What's going on? I wanted to say molasses. 
I couldn't come up with it. Didn't so have to said, say anything. So you just said rum? <laughs> so I said rum. And then when, when, when it was picked up on, I tried to save it with glasses. Well, you, know, you know why it was picked up on? Because we all heard you. It wasn't. Yep. Well, I don't know. Not like there are times murdered. when I say things that it, that it, go, it goes under the radar. So but that's in the midst of like no one was talking. We were all yeah. kind of yeah. thinking about our yeah. bets or whatever. One, yeah, that was yeah. again. The one, gavel. <laughs> attention now. Attention. <laughs> rum. Once, ag- once again, I fully acknowledge. Didn't have to say anything. <laughs> always, always on the table. Yeah. Always now I am now I am craving rum. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it is part of one of the most famous food duos. Rum <laughs> the rum and molasses. <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly. Nothing rum goes better than rum and molasses. Uh, they are also terrific. They, they replaced Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, uh, rum and molasses. Yeah. I think oh, they're doing a, a bang-up right. job. I know people are disappointed it's not Kevin and Bean anymore, but... Uh, I think rum, rum seems good. Molasses gets on my yeah. ear. This bit's over. Okay. It's <laughs> uh, a little slow. Hey. Oh. oh I actually oh, like that. Shit. I don't know why I made that noise. I think it's, I think it's smooth, and, smooth and slow. Smooth and slow. Uh, all right. Listen, let's get right to the question. And here we go. Everybody have their bets? Yes. Ready? And again, we're playing for $5 from the Jeremy Herbal Trivia Tin. Uh, here's your question. What aptly, what aptly named confection was actually invented by a dentist in 1897? What aptly named confection was actually invented by a oh. dentist in 1897? God damn it. All right, it. think about this. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, with Starly uh, Kine after this. She'll tell, uh, and we'll get to the bottom of what this podcast is that she hosts, this election profit makers with this David and John, John with no H. So, you know, I've got red flags on this thing to begin with. Yeah. Um, and we'll find out what this thing is about. I also want to talk about the, uh, the mystery show, which you don't do anymore, but it was, uh, people loved it. People uh, were they crazy did. about it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, again, I like the, to take things away from people, <laughs> from people. <laughs> You took that dog away from its mother on New Year's Day. <laughs> That's why you can't come up with a name. You're full of guilt from its mother's teat. I do have a story about that. But yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, what is it? What's the story? When I, so I adopted this dog um, and it was, so, you know, it was, it was I, I, I got hit. It was, the pandemic was still, we, we didn't, we didn't know how long it would go on for, uh, and I was looking for a little, you know, a little bit of joy. My, my dog, I have a dog who's older and he's, oh, Papa. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's, he, he got older in the pandemic. That's been very sad. And I thought a little bit of youthful energy would be good for him and for me. And um, so I found out a, a friend of a friend was fostering the mom who had given birth to these puppies. And she and I went and met the puppies and she told the rescue group they should give me one of them. That was all good. When I went to go pick the puppy up, he had been sent to another foster to be like kind of weaned from his mother. And I went to that, this couple's house and they had gotten so attached to the puppy, but they weren't allowed to adopt him. There was like a policy where you couldn't, if you fostered, you weren't able to adopt. It was very confusing. And I, the whole goal was for me to have a little bit of like brightness. And I went and this couple were weeping. Oh, sobbing oh, no. with this puppy saying, um, and I didn't know any of this going into it. I thought, I, th- I, I, I had no idea. And they were just like trying to be strong. But every time they would like hand the puppy over, they would start, they would just break down crying. Oh, God. And it was just, it felt, I mean, it really did feel like I was taking a puppy away from his human mother. Oh. Um, it turned out, okay, they ended up adopting a puppy the next week that worked out, but it was so comically 
over the top tragic what right. was happening and i left with this puppy in my arm i was crying and i was just like walking down the street just tears falling on this dog <laughs> um uh, yeah it felt like it, it it really felt like it backfired in terms of me trying to add some like levity to, yes. D- quick to, my, que- to my pandemic year two quick question about that did you ask that couple for any name ideas yeah they <laughs> um yeah i think they'd given him <laughs> oh, I, no. think that, I think it might be why he's i'm having a hard time naming the puppy i think it was like it it was such a his his origin story was so dramatic <laughs> that we that I, we, we've had to recover from that oh, boy. and again they got a puppy they're, they're fine, fine. Yeah. They're they fine. went and found one a week later but um it's really when you've not seen that many people and then when you do because of the pandemic and then when you go and you enter this home and then there's just like everyone is just sobbing immediately right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so, when yeah. did you get the yeah i know the dog was born on the first uh when when did you get the uh i guess i got him two three months ago he was probably eight he was probably two he was two months old so i got him three months ago tiny little doggy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nameless well doggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break. Starly Kine is here. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Starly Kine is on Twitter at Starly Kine, exactly where you would expect to find Starly Kine on Twitter. S T A R L E E K I N E is how you spell her name. Uh, check out Election Profit Makers. It's her podcast that she does uh, betting on uh, election results, which sounds fun. And uh, of course, you can go back and listen to Mystery Show if you missed it when it was on. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Really great show. And um, even her episode of This American Life, she did a bunch of things for This American Life. But uh, if you want to check out The Breakup, which we talk about on this episode, uh, you can find that in the archives of This American Life. And Jimmy Pardo can be found at Flappers doing stand-up comedy in the Zoom room. That's May 21st, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Go to flapperscomedy.com if you would like to get tickets for that. You can be anywhere in the world and you can enjoy his stand-up in the Zoom room. Maybe request a bit. Maybe uh, be involved in some crowd work. So go to flapperscomedy.com for that and enjoy. Matt Belknap. I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter. Zip, zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address, <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's going on. Well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. That manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak 
<laughs> of factor. I'm going from that. I appreciate it. Uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus, uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning, I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get You know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah, treat yourself. You, you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah, I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the, uh, what is it? The uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken. Whatever that, whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I have not... I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before. Like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones, and I find that that's great with uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla, and you you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation, or some uh, sweet potato chips, and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's just. I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, we really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code part 050 at factormeals.com slash part 050 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O five zero and use code PARDO five zero to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program, uh, episode uh, 2814. Starly Kine is our guest. Uh, we just read Oliver's trivia question. Uh, the uh, No, yeah, we didn't read the question. The, uh, mm-hmm. the topic was Sweet Tooth. The question was, let me, I gotta get right back to it here. What aptly named confection was actually invented by a dentist in 1897? Let's get everybody's answers. Let's start first with the uh, the Never Not Funny Weather Desk at the Tri Corners of the Valley. Uh, that is Garen Cockrell. Garen, hello. Hello. How are you? Garen, sir? give me an answer here. We're running. We're running short on time I, today, Garen. This was I. The only thing I could think of, and I'm not happy with answer, is wax lips. <laughs> wax lips. <laughs> Which I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, sink ships. Is that still accurate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, wax lips That's, sink ships. All right. Titanic. I don't, I don't follow a lot about the, uh, about the nautical world. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love the sea, I don't know a lot about ships. <laughs> Starly, you have any tattoos? Two, uh, one. one Starly doesn't know why you asked that question. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I have two tattoos. They're both nautical in, in, in nature. They're nautical by nature, which is, of course, my boy band. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, have an, I, I have a shark and I have an anchor. They are the most incongruous thing in the world. I, I, I'm not a guy that would have tattoos. And so when I said all of that, it then made me say, uh, what about you, Starley? Do you have tattoos? And the answer was one. <laughs> Do you, are they, does the shark move? Is it like that kind of nautical Navy yeah. sailor kind of, ta- you know, like, the, cause, is it a 3D tattoo? <laughs> is it wiggle? Cause I feel like when I think of nautical tattoos, I think of Navy old Tattoos the way they would have the ladies it, 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 doing the belly dances. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it. I don't think it moves. It's not that. I think, kind of- I, I think it's a, a pretty stationary shark. Okay, <laughs> you didn't intend for it to move, is what. You just, no. you just. It's because he hasn't been hitting the gym enough. Like he, he's let the muscles atrophy. Otherwise, yeah. he would be able to do that. Yeah, they, they, was- the shark has shrunk. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I've got bad news. Yes. If a shark stops moving, oh, no. it dies. Oh boy, it's dead. Mm-hmm. So you got a dead shark on your arm, buddy. Yeah, jeez, oh, man, they're in danger too. Yeah, the shark. Yeah, 
No, so are my muscles. So that's uh, <laughs> so we've got a lot in common with the shark. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're MII. MII? Yeah, they're missing uh, in uh, inside action. Um, what do you think of that, Safe? Uh, Starley, are you comfortable saying what your tattoo is? Yes. It's kind of a riddle, though. Okay. But it's a riddle that doesn't really work anymore. No. I mean, it used to. I've like. It, uh, yeah, it's. My tattoo's a carrot. It's a, it's a carrot. It's a carrot. But um, when I got it, it was, you, there was a game you could play where I would like just say a bunch of numbers and then you had to guess a vegetable and people usually guessed carrot. And oh. that's, um, ah. and you could like write it on your hand, but I got, uh, I got it as a tattoo because it was cute too. But now, I mean, I say it doesn't really work anymore. It seems that seems to not happen anymore. Somehow like the riddle broke. But you could still do it if you wanted to. I could still do it, but I feel like people don't tend to say carrot now. Oh. Well, we could have tried oh. it, but you already give it. You've already given us. The I know, answer. but I, it would have been so tense. Like, I, I, it would have happened, and then you guys wouldn't have got. It. You would have felt bad, and you would have had to like make make I f- me feel okay. I feel like I have to understand though what we're talking about. So, is this like a mentalist trick, like a, like a magician might do? And then you say a bunch of numbers, and then you try to see what the person's going to say, or is it? You would have to be else? a bad magician to do it because it's so <laughs> not guaranteed. Um, it was. It's I. You you, lit- you just say the number nine until I tell you to stop, and in, in all the way till nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and there's no, there's no, sure, there's no guarantee that I think what it's supposed to do is that. It, it, it just relaxes you enough that when I say pick a vegetable, you just say the first thing that comes to mind and carrot was probably the most common thing to say. Starly, uh, are you comfortable? Yeah. Uh, if I call my young son, my 13 year old son yeah. in here, let's yeah. let's play it with because we all know the answer. Let's sure. bring Oliver in. You do this with him and we'll see what vegetable he says. We can do it. But do right, we just do have it. to make a pack that no one feels bad if it doesn't oh, work? Oh, right, nobody feels bad. No, right. Nobody okay. feels bad. I just want to see uh, it, okay. it in action. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see if you... Yeah. I'm just We're doing unreliable magic. So, that's, I'm, so we yeah. know I'm like, that's I'm, But I'm kind of fascinated uh, by the... Well, you, can, you can go get him to me. You don't, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk shit about you. So go ahead and yeah. take the headphones off and then... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated that like what changed in society that carrot isn't the top of mind. Is it, is it, do you blame kale? I mean, what, what's, what's happening? I, something, I do think it maybe was like of its era, <laughs> right. of its era party trick. Yeah. I also think I used to have like a confidence with it. Oh, okay. Like I used uh. to say it and enchant people. Right. Well, can, can, we, can we talk, say carrot. can we talk you up a little bit so you yeah. can get some of that? You got this. Yeah. You got I mean, this. Yeah, you, I mean, you're going to do it. Talk. This is going to be great. You're, you're going to do great. You, you sound good. You, the connection's mm-hmm. good. You, you've got this great <laughs> story that you've been telling us. And it's and been there comes. all along. Yeah. Now Oliver can't hear us yet, but uh, he might, he, uh, might. he has a Jimmy. second. Hello, I'm back. I do like I have a good answer to the Jeopardy question though. Hi. Hello. That's Starly. Hi. Hi. Starly, this is Oliver. Hi. All right, so here comes Starly. This is get in here. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Starly's going to walk you through this. You just follow her lead, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. okay. Just repeat after me. Okay. Okay. Focus. Repeat Focus. what I say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. oh no. Oh. Okay. Starting now. Okay. Nine. Nine. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Nine hundred ninety-nine. Nine hundred ninety-nine. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. 
999,999. Pick a vegetable, quick. Carrot. Yes! Ah! <laughs> yes! It worked! It worked. That's, that's, what we, that's what we were yeah. hoping for. Yeah. And it's you back. Did it all on your own. Yes. Yeah. It, it worked. It, wow. Fantastic. I can show you. I, I can show the ant. Should I show it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you're comfortable. Yeah. See? Carrot. 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 You see? Yep. Whoa. We see a carrot. What? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's, what? Oh, it's crap. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so great. That's great. That was so great. Nailed it. <laughs> see? That's awesome. Ah, love it. Wow. Uh, fuck you, Kale. Bro, I feel so good. That was best. Thank you. You bet. I'm, I'm glad. I am glad. Worked, and I'm glad I feel like we this worked. might be a changing, a turning point. Yes. You're back. The pandemic's You're back, over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get it. So you said uh, wax lips? Yeah. yeah. All right, Elliot, what do you got? Uh, they're in uh, Palms, California. What do you got? I know I only have a couple of seconds, but I do want to say that nautical by nature has got to be wrapped yacht rock. I'm just saying that. Just throwing it out That's there. That's a great point. Yeah. I love um, it. My answer is Jawbreaker. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, hell. Yeah, I like that answer. I do like that answer. I feel very confident, so probably we'll Yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Uh, what's annoying is I feel like I had heard, I've heard this before. I don't know where or when, but it sounded familiar that a dentist invented something that was kind of like to get more customers basically like it was something that would ruin kids teeth so that he would have more customers and and i don't but i couldn't remember what it was so i, I i'm just saying cotton candy okay i thought a cotton candy i know it doesn't have anything to do with like no right the aptly titled thing i don't know no, but it's it looks like cotton looks i mean like cotton. it is aptly I'm, named but it has nothing to do with dentistry or or teeth or the mouth i could have had it out in the lobby and but your you know. logic makes sense let's find out what starley kind has to say about it the magician starley kind <laughs> i considered cotton candy because of the logic and then i landed on jawbreaker Ooh. oh uh, we got two for jawbreaker we got yeah. uh, one for cotton candy we got one for wax lips and uh, I went with, I, 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 I didn't go with my gut. Here's what happened, uh, Elliot, because I know oh you get boy. mad at me. I had my gut answer. I don't get mad I at went, you. I, I'm, I'm pro you. I know you are. <laughs> uh, but I, I then, as I was in the restroom, uh, and I went, ah, here's a great answer. And maybe uh -huh. it sucks. I don't know. But I went with gummy bear. Gummy okay. bear. Because, uh, again, I was thinking of things with a mouth. Yeah, that's sure. But I do one. think Jawbreaker's the answer. I think I it's uh, Jawbreaker's. Uh, uh, but let's find out together uh, what the answer is. And, again, we're playing for $5. The answer is, God fucking damn it, cotton candy. Is it really? Are you serious? Really? Yeah. It wow. was originally called Fairy wow. Floss. Oh, Hence yes, I remember that named. name. He partnered with candy maker John C. Wharton. There are many theories that float around concerning this, a very popular one being that he invented it to get more customers. So Matt Belknap did hear this at some point yeah. and brought that knowledge to the table, which is mm -hmm. what trivia is all about. Yep. <laughs> wow. Um, congratulations, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank you. Matt. 
Now let's uh, find out our bets. Yeah. All right. What was your bet, Matt? I bet lucky 13, and it worked. Uh, the Baker's dozen. Uh, Starley, what'd you bet? 15. 15. Garen? Nine. 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 Elliot? 14. 14. Oh. And I, because I thought I'd know all about candy, I bet 22. Oh, boy. I got to bet those uh, those big numbers at some point. That's See, true. This and is you got to pick the yeah, ones that feel the I best. Thought, and you know what? I got a chance on candy. Yep. And here's the thing. Uh, admittedly, uh, when I say I didn't go with my gut, uh, guess what it was? Any guesses, anybody? Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Yeah. candy. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Jimmy. And Jimmy. then, but then even got, but, but, but was like, it's no way it's that. It's got to be gummy bear. Hmm. Idiot. Yeah. I think it stings more for the, those of us who are, who cotton candy was there. Yeah. We no, had I it. was, I was all jawbreaker all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Though you, uh, yeah, you don't feel the pain that we no, feel. No. <laughs> I mean, I've been beaten by Matt a bunch in, in this show over the years. So that pain I feel. <laughs> sure. Uh, but remember this, no matter what happened here today, Nobody but one person said wax lips. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? We know I do, that but the lot, I understand what he was. He was thinking about yeah, the mouth and, and dentistry yeah. like that. That makes more, a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. The mouth part is not the confusing part. It's yeah. the inedible part. <laughs> it's not a confection. Garen may not know that you're not supposed to eat those things. <laughs> Garen, don't oh. eat those. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. Uh, all right, listen, great. Uh, uh, Starley, tell us this Election Profit Makers podcast. Tell everybody what that is before we get out of here. Uh, well, it's a good segue from betting because it's a whole show about betting on political outcomes. There's a website called Predict It predicted.org where you can place bets and win money on political outcomes. And so we started, we originally started doing election profit makers in 2015 when 2016, 2016, uh, during that, during that election, because we were one of our uh, two of my co-hosts are David Reese and John Kimball, David and John grew up together in North Carolina. John was doing predicted and winning lots of money because at the time he was uh, betting against Trump and winning all these money from Trump supporters. And he was like, these idiots, they think Trump's going to win. Oh, no. Let's just take their money. This is easy money. And then David and I joined in as a way of coping with the anxiety of that election, having something to do. And, and, um, and we did an entire season. And the plan was always to end the day after the election. It was supposed to be a limited series. And we were mm -hmm. supposed to have, have this triumphant end where we threw a party and instead it, that for that season ended with us sobbing, actually crying, <laughs> right. sitting in my house and just, you know, you know, you remember how that day felt. Yes. And then we took a break until this election and, um, and thought we were going to, that was going to be the biggest. We started it in, we started season two in the beginning of March, 2020 thought we would just be talking about the election that would be we thought we had the year planned out things changed <laughs> and we did and then we did in the we, we did the podcast in the pandemic and then um and then we were going to end it on inauguration day but we kept it going mm. great because it turns out there's still things happening yeah. yeah and how do you know these guys how do i know how, they grew up together how do you know them i david i knew from I've known David for a while and on my podcast mystery show, one of the cases, um, how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? David was the client. <laughs> ah. He he had the mystery of 
I had to solve the mystery of how tall Jake Gyllenhaal was. Uh, and did you? Did you stop? No, don't, no spoilers. People can go back and li- right? They're still available online, are they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're still available, yeah. Um, I hope so. Can I, and uh, can I quickly yeah. just be the voice of the annoying fan that you don't want to hear from? Is, yeah. there, is there any chance there will ever be more mystery show? Yeah, I think there is a chance. I think there is a chance. I wish podcasting hadn't become the way it is. The podcasting itself makes me is the thing that gives me the least incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved making mystery show and I love that people like it. And um, uh, yeah, so there is a chance. I just don't, I don't. Yeah. I, I miss doing it. So who knows? Yeah. It seemed like, uh, like a lot of uh, shows that you've been like this American life and other uh, type shows like that. It seemed labor intensive. I like the labor intensive part. That's oh, not okay. the problem. I, I like that part of it. I, 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 do, I don't, I don't like the industry of podcasting. Right. You had um, some problems with the, uh, the company that released your show. I had some problems. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But other people have now had problems with that company too. So I feel like that's been very yeah, that, validating, but in general, the industry, <laughs> there's also just so many podcasts. And so it feels right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, 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 I, um, I guess because I started off doing radio, like we were, because this American, I, I was working on this American life so long before podcasts started. It feels a little bit strange that now audio is a thing. Like I, it feel, I sometimes I'm like, why was I trained to do this when, when, um, you clearly don't have to be. And I'm not, and, and, and you, you, a lot of those podcasts where you're not trained are really good. So I'm not knocking anything, but it, I, Yeah. Um, it's a very saturated field. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I um, like putting labor into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to get an argument from anybody here on that. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I'll dish about the industry anytime. No. Um, well, we could do that off the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the name of the program is Election Profit Makers with David yeah. Reese, John Kimball, and Starley Kine. Uh, mystery show is available out there. So is S Town, which uh, Carly, uh, I said Carly again. What the fuck yeah. is the matter with me? You want me Starly. to be Carly? It's okay. You know, here's why. Can I? Can I? Here's the logic yeah. here. Consulted yeah. on was going to be there was the C. Mm-hmm. Starly mm-hmm. consulted turned into Carly again. So I'm not completely nuts. It's mm-hmm. it. My brain is doing that, and so uh, that is the reason. But uh, anyway, we enjoy. We very much enjoyed us town on this program. Yeah. We talked about it quite a bit. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so uh, check that out if you have not already. And of course, uh, this new movie that Garen's going to watch tonight, Schindler's List. So if you haven't had a chance to see this new movie, it's uh, it's in full color. And um, oh, sorry, Jimmy. Got, uh, I, I'm sorry. I hate I hate to correct you on that, but it is actually in black and white. Schindler's List. Yep. I don't know. I don't know which one you saw. I know you said you went to Odyssey Video and uh, just picked up a tape. I on a saw Brewster's television. Millions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, I just watched that recently. <laughs> you saw that, but you haven't seen Schindler's List. Yes. Yes. What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> I wanted to watch a Richard Pryor movie, and that's the only that's the one I had handy and I didn't see. I, was, I think about it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I've been, I've been wanting to rewatch it. The, the concept does come up a lot. I feel like it's yes. such it's such a like it's evergreen. A yeah, it's such an evergreen idea and such an odd idea. But maybe oddly uh, for our times, very like relevant in a weird way, because there's just so much insane wealth like that. The, mm. the income inequality is so out of control that people are thinking about like weird things like that. Like the, if you don't know the movie, it's basically this guy has to spend 
what like five hundred thousand dollars, and then he gets to keep uh, he gets millions of dollars if he can spend it in an, uh, what is it a month or something? He's got to spend a million. Yeah. Oh, it's got to spend a million in a month. And then he's got it, and he gets like hundreds of millions. Yeah, and he can't uh, give it away. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers on Brewster's millions. He's out. I I think I think in this way that I fear Ricky Schroeder influenced me. Um, is I think that I feel the same way about Brewster's millions because it might be how I think how I spend money. It might be my savings yeah. plan. <laughs> I think about it every time I think about that stamp with the upside down airplane on it, because I think at one point he buys that stamp. And that's how I learned that that, there was that very rare stamp that was worth a lot of money because it was printed wrong. It's worth. I just fucking used it on an envelope this morning. Oh telling no, me, Jimmy! Because no. I thought it was right. I thought it was right side up, but I turned it up. You, I turned it. You the just right put way. it. No, yeah, it was actually yeah. printed wrong. So you're telling me, oh boy, and you're saying now it's worth money of some sort? <laughs> if, well, it was in 1983 when that movie was made. All right. Uh, I like the idea, by the way, of us ending with Elliot gone. So let's uh, <laughs> let's say goodbye. Uh, Starly, don't run away. We'll say goodbye to you off the air. Uh, do check out our podcast uh, along with David and John, uh, Elect and Profit Makers. Um, and uh, thanks everybody for uh, subscribing. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. Uh, I, I've been saying at the end of the show, uh, wear your masks, uh, quit fucking around. But uh, I know that uh, they're relaxing that. So uh, uh, do what's right for you. And by that, I mean, wear your mask and get vaccinated. <laughs> quit fucking around with this vaccine nonsense. Don't be Eric Clapton. Get your vaccine and quit effing around. Get the shot in your arm. Pretend it's heroin, you uh, strung out guitarist, and, uh, and get your vaccine. On behalf of the pop culture beast, there he is at the Never Enough Funny Weather Desk with the Tricorns of Bella. That's Garen Cockrell. Uh, he might be there. He could be invisible. As, as the ghost. That's Nug Nuts in Palms, California. That's Elliot Hochberg. Hold on to the fort in Sherman Oaks, California. That's the house of Matt Belknap. And our friend Starley Kine uh, coming to us from uh, one of her many homes here in the United (laughs) States of America. I am Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.